Yeah, well, well, I didn't even like listen to that shit because I was actually scared of Slipknot's first album. <laughs> my my brother bought it for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he bought. I the, love that album. Yeah, he bought the first album for me with uh, the third album when I was really young, and I liked the the volume three really a lot. But then the first one had all those interludes that freaked me out. I had like a problem with horror movie soundtracks, and it fucked me up. And then later, That's I got like the most specific phobia I've ever. Heard. Oh man! Oh yeah, dude. Play Michael Myers in front of me, and I'm gonna die. I right, go ahead and talk it like the talking tone doing at which you normally. This at is which you be our podcast that we're going to be doing right now. We're making this happen. Armin is working on a camera. You're welcome. Go ahead, take take credit for that. Go ahead. You know, T- talking to it like you normally would. Talking to it like you normally would. You know, this guy doesn't normally talk that much. This guy is normally Actually, pissing guy, me all off. He's <laughs> fucking always talking. Yep, this is how I would so normally talk. Probably like I'm professor right out here. <laughs> This is it. No beers. Oh, that well, that was it. That was all the beer that you had. Was it? That was it. When I went in there and got gonna be a short. Yeah, we only had Tedifus his beer. All right. This is episode fourteen. This is the first time that we have had cameras. I just did like the hot ones thing. Yeah, that was pretty good. Good solid. You guys need to like cut boop boop boop. (laughs) The cameras unfortunately were not provided by me. Tons have nailed it. Brought them in. All right, dude. Thanks for coming by, man. Yeah, dude. It's really crap. fun. Of course, oh, yeah. We're stoked. Cozy and snug. Snuggled up right here. I'm, I'm always comfortable. Already like I Connor. Know. I don't know what it is, but it's way too sauced already. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, those wings were saucy. That's Most true. of this will be cut out, honestly. <laughs> Most of this podcast is going to be about us giggling. Jean Claude Van Damme's. Yes. Cuts throughout the 80s. Oh my god. Ooh. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Bro, 87, golden year. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the mullet, dude. No, I literally had like a very teary eyed conversation with uh, Richard from McKenna about Van Damme at our last show, and it was fucked up. It was like really emotional and. What? Yeah, it was bad, dude. Like, we, we started talking about like what he means to us and like all his movies, and we should do a movie night, sort of hugging. I don't know. It was fucking... how, do, how do you casually bond over an 80s like, <laughs> well, but that's action thing. hero? Like, I just literally... want to know. Oh, no, that. How'd it come up? up? How, like, how yeah. did it... Well, literally, like, right when some. I, I think a bind just finished and he grabbed me and he's like we have to talk about Van Damme and I'm like I'm fucking ready dude I was nice and drunk and emotional you got cornered <laughs> oh yeah dude, I know man his oh my god and like the worst part is like his bandmates were around us and like as we were talking and getting really emotional they just like walked away one by one yeah just were like dude I hate when he does this yeah like here he goes again oh. why we don't talk about this with you man oh man it was and who was this it was Richard from McKenna. Yeah, <laughs> Richard fucking... Del Toro. Say his whole name. Richard Del Toro. Show respect man. to the man. Yeah. Richard Del Toro. That's a really cool last name. Lost yeah. it, man. He talked about how he's like a immigrant hero and all this shit. Like it got like really deep on it, man. It was nuts, man. That's what I'm talking about. Where him. were you? We were at um, Home Bar in Arlington Heights. That place was really nice. That I was place. Just, okay, yeah. Um, I was just about to say. <sighs> totally interrupting. But I'm curious about Home Bar because uh, Austin said that he saw Trivium there and they couldn't. Trivium at Home Bar? Trivium? Are you sure? No. The place well, in Arlington Heights. So like they, or is there a different place in Arlington well, Heights? Well, they have a back room that yeah. easily fits 2,000 people, but they don't. They use it for storage now. So now well, they only have vans in the front. When did this Trivium show happen? How many years ago? A couple years ago. 
Oh, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like right around the turning point. Most of the time they don't do it because they said that uh, what overhead's too much in the back room. I remember walking in though. We're like, saw some of the stuff on the stage. I'm like, I thought we're playing the small stage. The stage is like bigger than like B Kitchen. Yeah. Already. There's it's small huge. Stage. It's like three times the size of B Kitchen. It's huge. Yeah. It's nuts, man. Oh, and, and, okay, then maybe they've got a couple different ones. Yeah. The, well, well, they have the small stage, which is massive in the front, and then they have the actual like fuck you stage. Like no one's ever gonna play here because it's too big. Yeah. What's um. The small, the small stage. Uh, what cap is that? Like, I, I'm assuming I it's, it's a just, restaurant bar too. It's a restaurant so, bar, so, yeah, so it's, it's hundreds, oh, shit. easily like hundreds. Bar, the there's, there's two there's, pool tables. Yeah, is this like a complex? Like, is this place it's a big complex. complex. <laughs> it's hilarious. We Entertainment it complex. It's in, like, uh, <laughs> it's in a strip mall, like uh, Cairo is. Yeah, we. I thought it was a this guitar center. Huge. <laughs> it literally looks like next to a yeah, next to a supermarket. And there's windows like strip mall. Yeah, yeah. So parking is great. Yeah, no, <laughs> real for real. Yeah, yeah it's it in a strip mall, dude. Oh, sick, dude! This this like it was mind boggling how all just huge free parking this place was. That's that's oh, actually fucking genius. It was amazing, yeah. And, and like, and the the first band, I fucking, um, I feel like an asshole. I forgot their name, but my my friend Alessandro's in the band. They fucking just played a bunch of Killswitch Engage covers and like they played. Uh, Do it well. Like, was it well. Oh my god, dude! It, dude, that guy can sing like no no one's business, dude. But they're all like super young. Was it their first show? It, I think it was. Yeah. No, they, they've been a band for two. No, it's not their. It's like their third show, but they were clearly very well. Yeah, they're not even six months old, but they're already like rocking Slipknot and. Oh yeah, god. dude, that's uh, the way they're Like when you start out as I don't know when we started out. As known by numbers, yeah, dude, we just played covers for the first couple times, so that people are like, yeah, we had like a couple. I mean, we were terrible at the covers, covers but like <laughs> when when you're actually good and you play them well, and people are like, dude, remember that band that did that sick like fucking Holy Diver cover? Well, our last band, we did a fucking Parkway Drive medley. I killed a prom queen medley, and then we did one original, like our old band, Release the Kraken. Remember that shit? Those yeah. days. Well, I feel like it's like the best way to start a band, even because like to make sure we're like yeah. where already is on on the page. Like, can we play together? Yeah, you can all play a cover together. And, you know, you can that, that, yeah, that's honestly that how I learned how to play my instrument with Demo. It's like our old guitar player showed us all this fucking you know Metalcore. prom queen fucking Parkway a day to remember, and we that's how we learn how to play our instruments better. You know, really quick because we didn't do this last night with Fools Brew, and we totally forgot. I'm sitting here with Tanzan. Hey, Tanzan. yo, really quick, set the record straight right now. Uh, How's it pronounced? Tanzan. Tanzan. It's a German Tr- word. Silent H. Tarzan. Yes. If you're in the Midwest, Tanzan. Tanzan. <laughs> I've been Tanzan. saying Tanzan to everybody. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's easier. I'm like, Tanzan. Oh, Tanzan. I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, we stopped correcting people. It's great. Do you want to hear the story of how we got the band name? Hang on. Wait. Introductions still have to happen because if we don't do them now, it's not going to happen. Fuck you. <laughs> Who cares in the band? Who's in the band anyway, man? Am I well, you got band? Armin Makes Music. Facts. <laughs> and then you got... Uh, Teddy, Teddy Sophios Demo Diakamakos Fuck you Diakamakos, that's great Name as long as my bass I tried to do something funny with your last name Every time I see it, it looks like makes music Like my dyslexic brain is like Everybody fucking Go says that, it's nuts Makes music <laughs> yeah. People just called him Arm and Hammer for a long time Arm and Hammer that's wow, yeah. That that one slipped in. There you go. You're that welcome. one was lost on me. I fucked up. I could have could have went with that. But for the real fans, Armin Van Buren, house <laughs> DJ. <laughs> that's my favorite one. When you say that shit, I'm gonna have a beer with you immediately. So <laughs> you're to her first. All right. So get back right right back into it. You guys were playing music. That's how you came up. Like listening to all those bands. 
Yeah, well, well, I didn't even like listen to that shit because I was actually scared of Slipknot's first album. My my brother bought it for me. Yeah, no, he he bought. I the, love that album. Yeah, he bought the first album for me with uh, the third album when I was really young, and I liked the the volume three really a lot. But then the first one had all those interludes that freaked me out. I had like a problem with horror movie soundtracks, and it fucked me up. And then later, That's I got like the most specific phobia I've ever. Heard. Oh man! Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Play Michael Myers in front of me and I'm going to die. <laughs> like, it's not good. Over, dude. He's like, you guys, oh my God, we got to get out of here. Yeah. No, but we th- that's how we started. It's like we joined a band called Release the Kraken. With made. I mean, made, a ba- made a band. It's me, Demo, and two guys from our fucking high school or whatever. You had like short hair. Short hair, short, short dick, hair. everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dude, when we started. Grow nothing. We started, Arm was bald. I was Remember bald, you yeah. bald with like glasses. Yeah, dude. What happened? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, I saw. Oh, you, you know what actually happened? I saw Lee McKinney with his fucking sick side cut shit, and I'm like, I want to be like him. And that's 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 literally why I haven't I'm, changed my haircut in ten years. That's it's because <laughs> of him, straight up. And we're playing with him uh, pretty soon. So, dude, funny story about Born of Osiris. So I went to the um, I went and saw Bind open for this show was actually fucking a sick hidden gem. I wouldn't have gone to. It turned me on to Spite. You guys, you guys jam Spite? We oh, open for them. Yeah, open, they're oh, violent. They're violent. Awesome. So. It was Bind the Sacrifice. I believe Kingdom of Giants went first. This isn't Joliet. This wasn't Joliet. This was at uh, the Forge, formerly Mojo's. Also, the tree. Easy with the tree. Yeah, easy <laughs> we don't with talk that about indeed. That. If any band played there, they've they've got some horror story or another. <laughs> it's funny because it's all the same venue, but different. People. When run by different people, it's like a completely different. It's a strange place. Anyway, uh, so I went and saw Bind. The sacrifice. Shout out. Um, episode, episode thirteen. Go look it up. I'm wearing their shirt right now. Easy. Oh, easy. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then Kingdom of Giants, Spite, Bad Omens, and Boo, Boo, Born of Osiris. Uh, Bind is so good, dude. Like when they their set was their their set got moved up 15 minutes early. So they didn't open, you know, it was like an empty floor. But by the time their set finished, like there was like a shitload of people in there. But um, so when Spite played, dude, I was like, holy fuck. King of Giants is always rad. But um, I went to, I've gone to school since I was like six. A wee little cunt. And I was <laughs> uh, a, a small, you know, small person. Uh, I've gone to school with Lee McKinney's like first cousin. I've known him like my entire life. But I never really, like, you know. Like there was, a, there was weird. There was this one. Like I always thought he was like a country kid, and then there's this one time we got into like this debate. Not him and I, but I, I was in a debate like rock music against you know rap music with this kid that was like a rapper and uh, this dude who I thought was like a country kid. Jock chimed in and was like, "Actually, rock and heavy metal." You know, he went on this long tangent. And I was like, "What?" So come to find out a couple of years later that his cousin is Lee McKinney. So anyway, so I'm I'm at this show. Uh, and I look down, you know, like where the we can get to the backstage at yeah, yeah. Forges. So like right there in the left hand corner, I see like one of my buddies, one of our mutual friends. He's like standing there. I'm like, I'm like, man, that looks like Justin. So I go, so I go down there just to see if it's because I'm like, oh, Brant must be here. So I go down there to see, you know, if he's there. And sure enough, they're all standing right there. And I was, and I just wanted to go say hi. So I went down there, I like hugged him, and you know, I was like, oh, what's up, dude? And he goes, not much, dude. Uh, this was during. Um, this is during like right when Bad Omens was setting up. So I went down there and he was like, do you want to come meet the band? And I was like, what? Fuck yeah. I was Ooh. like, yeah. So um, 
I go down there and it's like they redid the whole thing. Like downstairs, there's like this beautiful floor where it's like for backstage bands, like you know, the, the big bands get those. Like it's you know, it's like Nuts, it's man. a green room. They remodeled the whole place. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so they um, treated the walls too, I believe. Yeah, they did it's dude, great. they like did everything. So I'm standing fa- I'm just having a regular conversation with Lee because he's out from where I live. Lee grew up like about five minutes from here. Oh, really? Yeah. Born of Osiris actually used to practice 15 minutes from here over at a place in Lake Holiday, which is this big country club lake. Uh, but they rented a house like this out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and they just would practice all the time. They get done with their set. By the way, they were drinking like fish. Oh, yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're such yeah, they drink. They yeah. had two empty bottles of um, Jameson, like handles yeah. of Jameson. Yeah. And then they played a flawless set. Oh yeah! Every I'm like, time. I'm like, that's like wasted, and they're just like, not a note missed. Running I'm like, everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, that's that, yeah, when you're good, like, you're good, dude. Ten plus you shit, see, you know. You ever see the that video with them on the on their tour bus and they taped a GoPro to the Jameson and they're all fucking hitting it like crazy? And yeah, they're like passing the it around. The, I can't remember the dude. Joe, Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe Burris. And he just throws up on himself. And he's just, like, looking, like, horrified and, like, confused. And, and, and then they kept drinking. They kept yeah. drinking the bottle. And his vomit was probably in the bottle. <laughs> we went to uh, Born of Osiris's uh, Divergency video shoot. Remember that? Oh, yeah, we, that we, was we, great. We were kids. And, like, you guys were talking to Joe and Ronnie and all that Joe shit. Joe was and super nice. You, and, like, I, couldn't, like the nice I couldn't approach at all. I'm just, like, I have nothing to say to you besides some whack fanboy bullshit. It's like, how'd you do this on this album? Like, I just can't. Like, I can't. I can't talk to him. Oh, when we played with Vale and we're, like, hanging out basically. Like, I was good. with them in the, in the green room. It took a little bit, though, but you got better. No, I hung out with Mark alone, like, outside. <laughs> and, like, oh, he's and, just, like, losing it. And we just were, threw and, up on him. Yeah, I was, like, so I was, like, hyperventilating. <laughs> I was absolutely freaking out but he, we were just talking about like food and video games and shit and he was just Mark fucking food that's that's his that's yeah his grand, dude, my dude. favorite thing was when me it was me and armin and sam the for the drummer yeah in the back behind bottom lines he was telling us how like they built their light rig basically like he like told us everything yeah like, he was like completely transparent he's like yeah you're gonna want to do this and I, we originally had someone help us do this but and he, i was like wow he was like really telling us stuff and like he really didn't have to do that, and he was doing Helpful. it. Yeah. Still, he's still shitting bricks. That dude, someone like yeah. that just kind of just just is like, yeah, dude, yeah, I'll be genuine with you. Like, yeah. just treat you like a person. Yeah. Well, well I, think, so I, I think I think guys are yeah. great. I think Vale is different for us because when we had a well, practice space. Here. Well, they're from here, but we had a practice we're, we're space here. with we've, El Famous, we've, we've and, and like, we were next door to them for that, for two years almost. So we saw them every day. Oh, almost. The only time that like my heart drop, I used to work at a. Cobra Lounge, and uh, I hang out with one of the bartenders. His name is uh, Dave Simon, musician for like a long time. You know, mo- overall a good dude, but everybody has a story if you talk like in the industry. Yeah. With him. I drove him home one time. He's like, "Why don't you come inside? You know, I'll give you like a drink. You know, we can you know smoke whatever." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." Inside, and I'm going through. He's he was roommates with Mark. We're going through all the doors, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, this this is my other roommate, uh, Mark. He's usually on tour nine months out of the year." I'm like, "That's funny. That's like a veil of Maya fucking logo on there." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we take two more steps. We're in the from. we're in the living room, and there's a stack of guitar guitar cases that all said Veil of Maya on it. And I'm just like, and he's like talking. He's like telling me like a life story of his or something like that. And all I can think about is like, I'm standing in Mark's house right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
That, that would fuck me Surprise. up. Surprise. I'd be like, can I lick all of them? Like, I don't know. Like, I just, yeah, like, honestly, that's how I felt like we're lucky enough to know Lucas, the singer, too. And I like his number and I got a like a Skype vocal lesson from him. He's like the like the nicest dude. Like, well, you like yes, man. It's a problem out here in the farmhouse, in the farm life. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's the like lovely. the he's like the president of our management company, in New Industries. So like, we when we see him, it's fuck. It's like always hangs. Yeah, these are all just fun stuff. I mean, none of these people are bad people. No, no, none of them are no, doing. No. Fuck, you know, like it's like, like, and that's the oh, dude, that's that's the problem with PC America now, man. You know, that's uh, PC. <laughs> like, we're gonna we're gonna get me three, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. me three. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like you just tell a story where, like, you know, it's just like a crazy story. You know, most people have them, and like, you know, you have to sit there and go, "Oh fuck, man, was that like too intense? Was that too like was that too much? Like, or, or is it? Are people not gonna be able to handle that? It's like nobody died. Nobody got nothing bad happened to anybody. I yeah. mean, it's fine. Like nobody got molested that bad. Yeah, it's all right. Like, you shouldn't. You know, like just because. If there's a band that parties or there's, you know, there's people that like to live life and just have fun in a different way than you do. Like, if they're not doing anything, you know, murderous or rapey or, like, really terrible, like, don't fucking, don't fucking light them up just for being people. I feel like the music scene, especially in Chicago, doesn't have enough controversy. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, need, to, we need to start some shit, man. What's going yeah, on? I know, dude. Let's... Yeah, we're all too loving and we're shit. Like, we're all, like, happy and like, fucking... what we Like, what's with that softball game bullshit? We should be, like, fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> trying to knock on wood right now. I'm not trying to jinx anything. We need, just fucking, we need to have some uh, real controversy over here. <laughs> like, fucking shit. Let's start getting, like, underground fight clubs going. I mean, we can, or we can just all be pop punk bands and just fucking be, like be weird. You know, to each other. Yeah. You, you have a barn for Fight Club, dude. I do have a barn for Fight Club. <laughs> dude, that wood will soak up the blood so good. Yeah. Lester comes back in there in the spring and spring's like, what in the fuck? I don't remember what slaughtering any animals what here. Tarnation. <laughs> what tarnation? What tarnation? What tarnation? my barn. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he's going to be like, I didn't know my animals were fighting back here. I guess those raccoons aren't around anymore. <laughs> just- Yo, so, all right, so... To kind of round this out and talk about you guys a little bit, because that's the whole reason we're here. Let's be selfish. <laughs> um, bottle kids. Uh, yeah, yee, 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 yee. Not left. What did I say? Like when you guys put out that, I was swipe like, swipe left. Swipe left. And <laughs> it was funny. I, I, you said that, or I said that to you, and I had it up on YouTube. And I looked back and I was like, oh, that's not the name. And then you were like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sick. Um, well, the worst part about that is like when we released uh, so when anytime we say we're gonna play our new song on stage, uh, what show was it? I don't know. It happened a couple times, but it's like we just finished Left Swipe, and then Ted's like, "We got a new song to play," and they're like, "Oh, Right Swipe." I'm like, "Fuck, that would have been a good name for this one." You were dumb. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, or Swipe Right or yeah, some because shit. half <laughs> your song like that would have been perfect Which because song? half your songs are already named after. It's always sunny. Yes. References. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty much all of them at this point. <laughs> so, Every other one. Like it's like a statistic. Like one of two tons of songs. Yeah. Is uh, I, I try to inject like way more sunny shit. And then Ted's like, all right, like let's, let's hey, dial that shit back here. Dude. Yeah. Jesus. It's honestly mostly Macklin. He's like, all right, can we have like one serious title? And even Alex, the guy that does our videos, he's like, all right, guys, like we gotta, we gotta not do bullshit titles for every song. <laughs> 
Because he's just like, you guys play really serious music and it's like very cerebral. Yeah, you guys look legit on stage, but serious like topics. no one knows. You know, yeah. there's like music. the true meeting. Yeah. That's the fun part of it though. Honestly, like, the, 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 I think that's it's cool. like the irony of the whole I, yeah. thing is kind of our vibe. I think that's really cool. Yeah, dude. Because I don't know if anyone gets to know you guys personally, like that's totally like who you are as human beings. Just just like an, an always sunny reference encoded, you know, people that play metal. So it totally just doesn't look like it at all. And then you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you break it down. You're like, oh my God, this is all about that show. Although, yeah. although have you seen Trailer Park Boys? Because Bottle Kids is a Trailer Park Boys reference. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. That's like the main, the, the main little kids in the show. But like the, all this came to a head when someone came to a show and they're like, oh, you're like a meme band, right? We're like, yeah, for sure. Oh like, no. Absolutely. We're fucking, yeah, we're, we're this hard for a meme. We're, we're a lighter bro job. But that's Fuck. the thing. It's kind of like the, that's the surface of it because I mean that song is actually about like dealing with anxiety with alcohol and shit like it's actually is a good title for that song just like Left Swipe is a good title for that song because it's about you know like how in nowadays we meet people in strange ways on the internet like you could fall in love with someone that was an accidental right swipe when you were taking a shit on Tinder you know like that's do they have an entire you know? show about the, I mean not to that extent but I mean like Catfish yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. People just making up like an online persona and then just like, it's just a complete facade. It's it's something, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we could totally travel down the rabbit hole about how the internet's a horrific black yeah. hole. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. Basically, what I'm saying is like, yeah, on the surface, it's a meme, but there's a real social implication, a lot of things right. we're talking about. Yeah, because like, so. like, imagine like not even 10 years ago, you couldn't, like, can you imagine falling in love with someone and like marrying someone from the internet? That's that's kind of like I guess what that song is about. It almost seems like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's a very bizarre fucking situation. But or even passing on. But like sometimes you got to just uh, kind of ease the blow because like I, I think our biggest thing, especially this is this is why I love playing on stage with these guys is like Ted's like a comedian on stage. He tells jokes. He does like weird stories. Yeah, like funny. Yeah, so it's just like it's not, and that's something not that that we try to do. It's just like the the preachy stuff sometimes for us gets kind of weird, and it's like, ah, like yeah, like you can. That's not your comfort zone. Like, it, yeah, you you can you can like find meaning and shit that is serious to you. But if you, you, don't if, have to if, be if you up your own ass about it, yeah, if you preach a little bit too much, that's fine. If that's if that's your thing, if that's like your goal, but we like to just be whatever. Play the songs. Songs are first. This guy literally has not said. We have merch in the back for five years. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's just like, ah, fuck it. Just fucking listen to us yeah, if, if you like want, us. If they want it, they'll find it. Yeah, know? man. <laughs> yeah. Know? I don't know. Like, rather be honest about what's happening. You know, like I'm not there to preach. I'm not there to like sit, give a speech. Well, you know, I entertain we entertain people. Like we're like there to make a good time happen. The way right? we are on stage is just a, an extension of ourselves. So we're not trying to like make anything fake or you know, like Yeah, if it wasn't honest, it wouldn't be yeah. as good. Right. So right. Like, the way we are on stage is almost the way we are, like, off stage, I guess. When we talk about, you know, our issues. That's or, cool, though. Like, that's kind of, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of, like, a cool persona to have, like, to to just, you know, your song, like, the song names. You know, like, I mean, that, that's what everyone did in, like, the early 2000s with, like, hey, hey, my name is Wax Larry. Whatever that fucking a day to remember song is. What, what about all of I made of wax, Larry. What are you made Devil of? Devil Wears Prada, Danger Wild Man. Yeah. None of that HTML is about rules, some wild dude. band. Like, Those were very serious songs about Christianity and like their place in the <laughs> yeah. religion. I'm like Jesus Christ, like literally. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Jesus. I think I think stuff like that sort of forces people to do their research on a band. Like when you guys, you know, develop a fan, you know, even if it's just a small group of like a fan base that know what your lyrics are about, know what you're about, 
um, and can see through kind of like that comedic bullshit because that's that's kind of a, I, I like when bands do stuff like that, like when the meaning of their message or whatever is is hidden a little bit deeper, kind of you know inclines you to dig. Dude, did you just rip ass? No, no, right, definitely like something's different in the room. Oh no! Some kind I did of not. the cameras are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we look over our exits on fire. Yeah, oh, <laughs> something's different in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I felt, I felt the, the curtain drop right when you say that. You know what I mean? Like something like changed. But honestly, like on that point, like it's not something we again we don't try to do that shit. But there's other bands, and this blew my mind recently with Tool. Like they have their unbelievably serious and methodical and they have a fucking song on their new album called Chocolate Chip Trip like it's just fucking whatever yeah but, but I'm sure that song is about like fucking galaxies and them doing LSD and all this crazy shit but like they're not gonna fucking shove that down your throat it's like watch us and, and they're the biggest example of a band that doesn't give a fuck because singers in the back like almost behind a curtain half the time right. doesn't give a shit like I've actually never seen Tool. Oh, know what happens. Me neither, oh, yeah. actually. Oh, you have, dude. Yeah, no, so these like, guys went without me a bunch of fucking times. Yeah, they fucking like they, their yeah, their stage the plot guitar, makes no the sense. Bass in the front, and then bass or uh, vocals and drums are right next to each other in the back, in the very in the, the very back. In the yeah, middle. they're like off to the side. And Maynard, it doesn't. He's got like a shadow on him, right? He doesn't. Yeah, have he doesn't. A you can't, you can't see him. You can't see him. He never walks off of his platform. Like that's his thing. And even like I don't know. Recently, I was talking to Ted about this whole. You really only like. Full blown, everyone can for sure see the guitar and bass, but like the drums and can't see shit. They're just in the back. It's all they're in the back. He's, he's made a point of him saying like it's he doesn't whack. want to be the forefront of the band. Yeah, that's not. He's like I'm just I'm just a voice. It's like you know, yeah, it's like the whole Sia thing. It's like I won't show my face because I don't want you to be distracted by that. Just listen to the music, you know. And honestly, like, and, and me and Ted talked about this recently. I guess that's a good that's a good point of view. That's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. But, and, but like a lot of bands do this. Like, I mean, my favorite band, Meshuggah, they kind of do the same thing. The fucking singer doesn't say shit to anybody. He just says, thank you. And he just fucking says, this one's called Bleed. That's all, that's all he that. says on stage. Like, um, like Half the time, they don't, he like introduces a song every once in a while. And, and they're fun. Like, they're not, they're not telling jokes, obviously, like we are, like Ted is, but it's kind of the same vibe. They're just like, we're here to entertain you. We're going to take you to fucking different galaxies and whatever the fuck, but we're not going to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're just going to fucking show you what we got and you can just have... But, an, but another thing, too, is like, I've seen him a few times. I remember he did actually say something one time. I remember when we saw him at... Open uh, Air, right? Yeah, with a- Double Rainbow. and After those shootings, right? After the shootings, and he felt, like, you could tell like, he felt he had to, to comment on it. And he's like, all that bullshit, whatever. He's like, he's like, he says something like, I guarantee if those people were in a band, they'd be able to get that frustration out. And he like he said such a heartfelt thing. And it was I'm like, so beautiful. I've yeah. never seen this guy say anything, but because it was so in the moment mm. and so right for the time, it was the perfect thing to say. And like that's I what I everyone thought do. that they were like, "What is happening?" Oh no, dude, the whole place was like they felt it. It was like a perfect yeah. moment. Like, it really, they was. usually yeah. never talk, but it was after the Paris attacks. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. that's yeah. why he felt he had to comment because it was a lot of yeah. metal bands so were a couple involved. years ago. Yeah, so it had, yeah, so it's like they played right after. Yeah, that was that was Eagles of Eagles of Death Metal or something. Yeah. They were, name, right? well, they were there when it happened. Yeah. Dude, but did I, you guys watch the video clip? It was yeah. like of like the guitarist playing, and then he just like stops. Oh yeah, man, oh, that's rough. That video clip. I watched the mini documentary after that. Oh, I didn't see it. A documentary? Yeah, it was like a oh, short right. documentary about him, like even trying to get. He was he was scared to play music for a long time. Wow. Yeah, that should that's that's like a real threat, man. Because some of the venues we play, like you know, especially not in Chicago, because there's a lot of security in Chicago. But other places, you never know what the fuck's gonna happen. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. We talked about it earlier today. Cronies. 
Oh, Crony yeah, was there. Dude, oh, dude, my God. I didn't believe that. I saw that the other night. It was horrible. Horrible. We played there a couple times. We were going to play there again. It, like, I don't know if you guys had this. So, like, I have this weird, like, now that how often all this, these shootings and all this shit happens, like, I'm like, dude, what's to fucking, like, I don't know. It's just, it, like, I have, like, the thought, I'm like, if I'm on stage and, like, that happens, like, what the fuck am I going to do? It's terrifying. Like, it's horrible. Like, what can you, like, like, you're the first ones. Like, you're up there. Like, you're the first ones, you know. I mean, shit, look what happened to fucking Dimebag. I know, like... Dude, that footage is chilling, bro. I've yeah. never watched that footage. It's, that footage it's only a rough. side thing, and you just see, like, people walk by, but you could tell what's happening. You, you see You don't physically up, see. You just see Dime hit the ground. Yeah, and the He's last... Still. Yeah, in the last few minutes, you see, like, the guy with the... Sh- the cop with the shotgun that kills the guy that killed him. And you see all that, you hear it, but you don't, like... I don't know, it's, it's chilling, man. You should see it. But like, it's, it's but like, heavy. It, it, isn't that the only way you guys would want to go out, though? Like, imagine on stage, you're just feeling good. And you're like, you know what? If he wants to fucking do it, I'm feeling endorphins. I'm going to go somewhere awesome after this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm about if it. If it was instantaneous, I don't know. If instantaneous, it was instantaneous, yeah, absolutely. But you're also dying in front of like people. In fear. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be horrible. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to, like, you know, go out knowing that's what was going on. I, I guess I'd want it to be, like... Imagine being in that crowd, though. That must have been like, oh, I'm just going to a show, and then, right? What happens? It's like, dude, I, I just, I don't know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. know why you would terrorize. Like, this is a dark podcast. <laughs> like, I know, like we totally no, that's okay, dude. We're 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 channeling our inner Rogan right now. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Well, like, the guy that like shot Dimebag, he was like really upset at him for because he's like he believed that he broke up Pantera, like. I've heard a couple things. I it heard that, that it wasn't dude like thought a, that he I guess was. It wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't random or it wasn't like an act of terror. It was like for him, it was like revenge. I thought he was hearing voices and that the band was telling him to do bad shit. Of course, he was a psychopath. You know what I mean? But regardless, like, I guess, like, regardless, crazy, right? Uh, yeah, know. it doesn't. Yeah. It, the motive isn't so much the thing here. Is like what it's just like. But the whole point I said that is like I was like. I had this, so we were playing Feels Fest, dude. This is actually kind of creepy. I've never actually told anybody this. Oh, <laughs> I know. Joe? <laughs> getting, getting. Whoosh. Joe, you don't have to. Hey, Should the out. camera's good before you start this? Yeah, good. They good? Okay. <laughs> we want to get this. Definitely. Um, <laughs> no, I was playing Feels Fest, and uh, I was like, you, like, you guys know that, you know, like, I don't know. For me, I kind of relate it back to this. I used to run track in high school, and when I would when I would do the races, like my mind would just go blank. So when, uh, like I wouldn't be thinking about anything like from the time I was, you know, running an actual race, it was just all focus. And so that's kind of how I am on shows. But every now and then sometimes I'll like, my conscious will kick in and I'll just be aware of like, you know, like what's going on. And I'm a and few I'm, moments. Yeah. yeah. And, and you just kind of start thinking about completely unrelated non musical shit like i wonder what my dad's doing right now just oh, like all the time all the time just oh, like yeah. just oh, like yeah. weird shit you know and and so um i just had this thought i was like my girlfriend was standing right front row right by where i was and i just had this thought i'm like yo if anything happens i'm just gonna jump off stage i'm just gonna wrap myself around her and we're just gonna go to the ground Dude, it was like, it was, oh yeah, it was such a weird like, it, like, like if someone like comes in and just starts lighting the place up, I'm like, like, it, uh, like, and I remember like I had that thought, and then I had the thought uh, like immediately afterwards, I was like, that was a what the fuck, that was a weird like, just a weird like I'm playing music 
and I'm focusing on like where I'm at in the song and then all of a sudden my brain's just like I knew where I was in the song and so my brain kind of did that thing where like you're playing the song and like you just sort of level out because you know like you know you've played the song like a thousand times your body just kind of goes into autopilot exactly and so your brain is just sort of left there to be like like what What's all this shit here? Oh, you haven't thought about this in like ten years. You know, <laughs> all the time. Well, that's all like the, the beauty of it. That, that awkward thing you did. Yeah, yeah I do. So like, <laughs> I literally had the thought of like shield your girlfriend, <laughs> like to like uh, to be like that dude. What the fuck? That was weird. And then I started like looking at the crowd, like. Yo, you see anything suspicious? Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's what's so awesome because everyone watching you is before. not does does not see that you're that thinking that. Would never because like, you're up there rocking. Like, wow, right. Connor looks badass. He's killing it, and you're sitting there like, I will fucking do I'm this panicking. if someone lights this place up. Yeah, dude, like, like, that's so crazy. Like yeah. no one knows. It's like like oh man, just like the inner thoughts of like a musician while right. they're playing. People just be like that. What? Oh, dude, my my most recent venture into that kind of is like. I've been I've I started taking a lot like not a lot but CBD this year it's another Rogan thing but um, because of that microdose bro yeah no there's like moments on stage because I take it right before I go on stage because I have a lot of anxiety like you know going up on stage basically but playing in front of people kind of makes you like a little sometimes yeah like before when I'm on stage I'm in the pocket how did you deal with playing you guys opened a 21 pilot show one time right. Yeah. yeah, that was not with CBD, so I was fucking no, freaking out. Was, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've only seen one picture, like, and I was like, "There's right. only a few pictures." But yeah, was, we, we 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 played in front of three thousand people because we won some contests, like battle the bands type shit. It, that is it so sick. We were like so like uh, like. No, uh, and it's crazy. So you guys played your music, and then Twenty One Pilots played, and they actually shouted us out by name. But yeah. the weird thing about that show is we played the show, and then our friends in Extinction Level Event from North Carolina, they're like, they hit me up randomly, and they're like, "Yo, we're playing Mutiny. A band dropped. No one's gonna be there anyway. You want to just come hang?" We're like, "Uh, yeah." So we played two shows that day. So we played yeah, in front we, of three thousand people, and then we three. played in front of two people after that. It's nuts, man. <laughs> Did you tell them like, hey, we just got done playing and like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got a kick out yeah, of it. Yeah, most of them were just like, uh, yeah, that's funny. Like, no, we like... <laughs> yeah, there's like proof that everything. happened. Yeah. That's, that's so sick. That was so... Uh, it, it hurts me because we were so like unprofessional back then. We like we didn't really know photographers like we do now. No money, know, nothing. We no, just no yeah. cameras for ourselves even. So there's like five pictures. But you got to kind of think like, so you were that inexperienced at being in a band. Like, you, you know, you guys were like a, a much different mindset and you still were able to like do something like that yeah like, I that's mean, cool as fuck yeah ted let made everyone clap during a certain part but people were very confused it was a very bizarre I feel like i had a mini speech even. did anybody mock <laughs> not no, no they not were really they were people. confused i mean it was all like college kids they don't really know metal yeah, remember it's over three thousand. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Ran out of yeah and like the weirdest part about that show is um it's a it's a big production it was 21 pilots and wale all right so 21 Pilots has no gear. It's just a piano and a fucking drum set. But when but Wale showed up, guy. and I don't even care. He's got a conga player. Yeah, He's got dude, a, all his kinds yeah, of like shit. Fucking, it's like Slipknot. Dude, like they had like 17 members on stage and they put all their shit at the very front of the stage. And we told the guy from Jam Productions, he's like, I'm like, I know we're like a bullshit local band and we have no business being here, but we can't even put our drum set on stage. Like help us out here. And he, he kind of did, but... We got on stage. None of the sound guys knew English for some reason. So our drummer at the time had to translate in Spanish. It's like, yeah, we need microphones for it's our Kevin, cabinets. Right? It was Calvin. Calvin. Calvin, yeah. Whoops. Yeah, so he had to translate for them. And we were sound checking as people were rushing in. So we're watching 3,000 people come at us. And we're just, I'm like line checking. nervous, dude. Like my low tune guitar. They're yeah. just like, what is that bullshit? This is weird. And then we played and it was, it was fun. But... 
Yeah, Wale sucks. Fuck that guy. I don't even care. You know what he I mean? Was <laughs> good, yeah. I'll talk shit about Wale all day. Dude, yeah, but it was such a big production. They literally had some like local whoever's do sound for us. Like they just were like, oh, we'll just yeah. pay for this. Like it was just that's how big it was. But I mean, the best part about it though is we got a gigantic poster of like our band picture at the time. I thought that I was talking to one of you and you said that people were like there were like a hand like a, a a relatively small handful of people when you guys started playing that ran down and were like, holy shit, it's heavy music. And we're like... Oh, no, yeah. So a lot of people liked it. We even got some messages after that. We got one from a dude that sent us this thing. He's like, yo, I don't even like metal, but you guys, I never would have seen this otherwise. I really liked it. And it like got me into this. And I don't know. It was cool, man. We That's <laughs> sick though. Like that, yeah. I don't know. To me, that just seems like... Worth it. That level, of, exactly. That level of exposure... Like that many people are there. There's someone there that's into heavy music that's like, oh, dude, this is such a cool treat. Or didn't even know. Now they're just like, I think I'm going to explore this. Right. Yeah. Or exactly. Or you like turn like a new person onto it. And and, and we still have that um, vinyl poster they made. And I, I still have the wristband that has our shit. Oh, next I do to too. 21 oh, yeah. Pilots. So oh, the, there's, if you type in our name in 21 Pilots and you hit images, you'll see a poster with all of our names on it. And our picture, like our faces too. It's nuts. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Like, it's so mind boggling. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> Our name in 21 Pilots, you'll see us. Like- but, like, honestly, the worst part about that show, and, and, and Ted can probably speak on this more, but, like, we were in the studio with us, with Steve Elridge, you know, doing our yeah. EP. And we literally had brand new, like, versions of our song that we, like, didn't really practice because we changed stuff in the studio. So we had to, like, do essentially brand new, like, fucking instrumentation live, like... And he stepped on my pedal, and I went clean for like half a song. Yeah, it, it was, was hard. Nuts, like I remember, we played "Game of Death" at that show, which is the first off of first song for our Hex EP, and we played it maybe once before that. You know what I mean? Like it was like we were in the process of making the music that we now play like pretty often, and it was like it was like totally like right place, wrong time for us. But we just knew like it's come on, you get an opportunity like that, you're not gonna. Oh no, you know Ex- exactly like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like any fucking opportunity that a band has, if you have to take it, yeah. you have. If you have to take it, fucking take it. That's like, awesome. Fuck, yeah. fuck what anyone says. I would love to do that show now because I know like now we would like really kill it. Oh, dude, oh, you'd man. rip it. And like uh, any, yeah. I mean, like, dude, like, like we know I who think- to talk to or how to talk to them right. to get things done, but. You know, when something gets presented to you, you're not going to say, well, we're not ready yet, so next time. No, yeah, because no there is no next time. Now, exactly. you want it or not? That's one, th- yeah, that's 1,000%. Like, dude, if you have an opportunity, you have a chance, don't, just fucking take it. Just fucking take it. Because, like, the that, your goal for that opportunity and chance may not work out, but, like, you may make and meet other goals along the way. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, like, it's kind of like, I don't know. My dad used to say this to me. But, you know, like you shoot for the stars, like maybe we hit the moon. Like, yeah, so like you go for it all, but then maybe you hit all these other things that just build you up yeah. and make you, you know, way better at what you're doing. It's a huge learning experience. You know what I mean? I mean, like that learning experience, like as much as you guys were like, fuck, we should have done this, should have done that, should have had this. But now we know. Now you know. That, that like kicked us into gear immediately. Like right after that, we're like, okay, we know. This is real. What we fucked up on. Every, and- I think every band has that. I think every single band has that moment where like you either play like a really rad show or you cut like a really cool music video or you write like, you know, you write a song that like, it, you know, it's so catchy or it's so what, you know, whatever. And you're like, nobody's doing this. Like we're, hey, we're like doing something now. Let's actually buckle down and take this fucking seriously. Oh, absolutely. Well, that that, that was for us, this, yeah. Though. 
the show at Mutiny was a lot more fun than the show at fucking. Oh yeah, Mutiny was amazing because like oh, we yeah. we because even there we Spark met the we met guys from a heavy blog as heavy. We met like no shit, and, yeah. and, and and that's when we became friends with Extinction Level Event because they were on Gentfest last and, uh, year. They're, 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 they're the all bass band. Yeah, yeah, dudes. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're so great. I'm kind of pissed. I fucking missed that show. I really wanted to go to that. Oh man, but like that that's when we became friends with them, and we met like um their the other band that was on Gentfest last year um. From another planet. From another planet. Fap. Fap, yeah. So, like, we, 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 like, essentially made lifelong friends at the show that nobody came to. And we talked to, like, two people, maybe, at the fucking 3,000 cap show that we played, like, literally minutes before. You yeah. know what I mean? It was nuts, man. It was crazy. That's just, that's such a sick fucking story, though. Yeah. yeah I w- that was quite a day. And then, af- oh, actually, 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 did it after that. The girl I dated at the time was doing some karaoke thing. So, after the third show, I went to a private karaoke party and sang for another couple hours. Nice. <laughs> so, I was nice. singing yeah. all fucking day, dude. <laughs> That's rad, though. Yeah. I remember the other day, I'm like, wow, that was, I know what my limits are now. Fuck. That's so fucking cool. I don't know. I think stories like that are fucking rad, dude. Just like random ass. Like, let's just play here. Fuck it. Yeah, but, like, no, honestly, nothing beats, like, the feeling of, like, opening for a bigger band. I mean, the 21 Pilots thing was, like, our first, like, holy shit, this is crazy. But, like, I'm sure we've all felt a little better about opening for bands that are a little bit more our Well, when you style. open for that first yeah. band that's, like, in your wheelhouse and then the crowd is into it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is fucking real. Like, this is sick. Like, there's no other, you know, like. Who was, like, the first big band that we opened for? We opened for um, that Christian metal band. They are called... Oh. Uh, wait. Fuck. Well, we played with Mouth from the South, but the War of Ages. War of Ages. We opened for them four times, like, yeah. in, like, not even a year. They kept yeah, coming yeah. back to Chicago. When, uh, Penny Road Pub, Penny Road. Q Bar. Yeah, Q Bar. Q Bar. So, like, all this shit, like, so it's, it's weird. Like, like our times. general, like, scope of our band is we strange. play with everyone. Yeah, so, like, when we started, we the, the first, like, four years, we didn't, like, even know you guys. We kind of knew Speaking With Ghosts-ish. And there's a funny story behind Like, we didn't know anybody in the scene. And then, like, once we kind of, like, you know, changed gears and, like, wrote, you know, Hex um, and, like, you know, got a new drummer. Or, like, essentially not got a new drummer, but, like, kind of yeah. you know, asked calvin to leave and got an, and then eventually got a new driver that's when shit really popped off for us so it literally took years for us to actually like play properly live you dude know? you guys had a way that's a way better story than like dude we known by numbers was comprised of five musicians that didn't know what the fuck we were doing and it was so bad we were just right in the worst yeah. music and putting out going this is sick and like we'd put it out and like now we go back and listen to it and we're like Ah, no way! Like we, th- like I'll get like reminders from stuff that I posted. You know, oh yeah, when all that album was coming out, and I saw you guys when you guys. I mean, I don't know her name, but you guys had April. the gr- April. Yeah, yeah, there's a guitar player, and it was a different band completely. And then like when oh, I saw, dude, and then after your contra tour, uh, that month long thing, I'm like, this is a different band. When we, like, when we, so when we got Joe into the band. You, like we actually had our first really good drummer. We're like, all right, so we're stepping it up now. We had we got Giovanni in, which was Giovanni writes a lot of the music. Actually, he's that was that was a huge you know that was just something we were lacking. Like we were all just banging our heads writing stupid ass you know music. And now like he came, and then he came into the band, and we've all kind of grown off of him. And like oh, so this is the whole formula. And then like after we went to uh, Bo Burchell out in California, uh, that changed the game too. So like you know we're just starting to write material already. Like. Aren't, dude, I, I can't wait to put this new EP out. I'm so stoked about it. We're in the same position. We got we got songs we're sitting on, like 
I don't know. Oh, it sucks. It and sucks so bad. You're shopping around like, oh. And you're just like, please, someone just fucking listen to this yeah. and think this is good enough to actually, you know, like feel the need to help us out. Like, that's just all anyone does. And it's just so frustrating. And dude, we're, we're fucking assholes about it. We play all the new shit that we haven't released. Main, our main, most of our but set yeah, is no new shit that no one has heard before. Yeah. And we're just sitting on this shit. I secretly send it to like one or two people here and there, but... I only I, I've only sent it to Jerry actually Jerry Jerry Sinise dude the fucking legend dude uh, I've Jerry, only all the shit I, like, I've only sent our our new shit to him but it's just like we want to release more so that's why we're doing this video you know soon so we can do another one but we just we're just sitting on so much shit right now and we have like our demos that we're ready to record in a studio it's just like we just want to keep fucking putting the shit out there but also not putting it out to deaf ears you know what I mean and that's and that's the biggest thing is that like. You know, you can have the greatest record, but if it doesn't come out properly and nobody hears it, it sucks. If a tree fell in the forest and no one was around, exactly. did it fall? Exactly. Yeah, dude. One hundred and ten percent. It kind of happened, like with Bottle Kids. Kind of. I, I mean, I'm not. So we got one of our instrumental you guys have like tracks. Fifteen hundred, like a, like a couple thousand on that now, right? Uh, the instrumental. So the, the so so like so so yeah so our biggest thing that we've actually made money from from Spotify which is crazy but isn't that weird when you like go to your Spotify account and you're like oh shit yeah no but like there's funds but we literally so somehow our instrumental version of Left Swipe got picked up by a Spotify editorial playlist and to this day we get a thousand listens per week so we're almost at a hundred k but when we released Bottle Kids I submitted it again it's really easy to submit. But it just, it didn't get posted. I'm like, ah, fuck, what happened? Like, I was so sad because, like, I really thought that one can be, like, on a real playlist with vocals and all this shit. But maybe the next one is, I don't know. But to be fair, we released it. We released Bottle Kids on Facebook before we posted it on Spotify. So I'm, I'm thinking that's why we didn't get on an editorial playlist. But that's probably wishful thinking, you know? So yeah. It's fucking whack. So hopefully these, because that's really the only way to do it nowadays. Like if you can release something and Spotify puts it on a playlist, you not only make money, um, but you also get ridiculous numbers. Like our numbers on Spotify are fucking crazy, but it's like every time we see Left Swipe instrumental, we're just like, oh, fuck. Like someone listen to Bottle Kids. Listen to Left Swipe with the vocals. It's way better, you idiots. What are you doing? I almost think that they get an overload of emails and then they just go, okay, this, this, and this. It's weird because like when when because like so this, this kind of goes on your point. It's like when you talk about like bands who are managed and like or bands who are who are signed and they and the label or the management submits. How is that different from just like the band doing it themselves? I think I'll you bet know? I'm willing to bet that a big label like someone like Sharp Tone or you know, they probably pay right. They Metal probably, Blade. They've probably got a sp specific account or well, they might um, not even pay. They might just tell them so you're gonna put us like. Like Sumerian always has a band on like No I think that the bigger labels I think that those guys have um, They've probably got like a rep Maybe someone that handles like You know hundreds of different accounts That probably you know Hears from them and is like okay this is a, This is a high priority this isn't You know this is gonna help make us money Almost like the radio back in the day Yeah exactly like you know like a day to remember is like, hey, we're gonna put out the we're gonna put out the degenerates record here. It, it's gonna come out this day. It needs to be up. They're they're getting top priority. Like they're fine. They're done. You know, but they also pay for it too. Probably. Exactly. Slipknot. You know, it, but they. You know, that's the type of shit. Like they're not paying for it. It's they're making enough money to where like 
they're like, okay, you know, Spotify just it's just a check every month, and they're like, okay, well, we'll you know, then the, so this is the service we're providing. Well, you, you got to think Spotify is a company with investors and boards and shit the same way like Live Nation is. Absolutely. So if there's a like, that's why you always see certain artists are like they're on Live Nation a certain way. Well, they're on these certain streaming websites a certain way, and right, it's just like all kinds of people just like scratching each other's back kind of shit. Right. Well, no, I mean, like I don't know if you heard the Black Keys fucking uh, podcast with Rogan, but like. No. Honestly, at this point, like the goal, and this is probably fucked up to say now. God knows what'll happen to our career later. Later, but like it, the goal is to take down that streaming bullshit. It's just like they either have yeah. to they either have to pay more to the artists. I'm not saying I don't want a million dollars. I mean, of course I do, but like I don't. We What's obvi- fair when an artist makes point zero zero eight percent of not the music? Even that. Not even that. <laughs> it's less than that. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's at the fourth digit now at this point because they got sued by the government all this other bullshit but like i i don't i don't think we deserve a million dollars right now but like you can't be garbage like that so long and what i've said so i think streaming whether spotify lasts or not and i said this last night i think i actually the first time i said this i was talking to armin because of streaming i think that what's going to happen now is you're gonna you're gonna see a much less traditional release from bands and artists where they like put out you know, it, a, a, a song or two or a music video or whatever, I think you're just going to see eventually and probably in the next five years, artists putting out one song a month. Yeah, singles. Exactly. You just put out a single a month. Single or We even talked about that. Like that. Yeah. And you, and you just keep doing that. And I think because streaming is basically made... album, you have a couple songs that like take traction. Dude, I mean like... <laughs> everything else gets buried. Perfect example. And I don't mean to spark controversy here, but like... So as I lay dying's new record, fantastic. I was about it. I loved it. Listened to the whole thing like right, right when they released it, and then after like four days, I was like, oh shit! I know all these songs. I'm like you know, I still listen to it, but like you know, it's what's happening now is you're putting out your music and it's so readily available. There's not a need to go to the store and get a CD, which is what you know obviously people used to do, and that created longevity to album releases now it's just so readily available that people don't get to you know wait for it to come out it's just right there and so they blast through your whole record they get familiar with it and then they're like all right well fuck when you put on you know more music this is great and then they're you know and now you're like oh shit we got to go back to the studio and record and especially if you're uh a local band or you're not you know funded by anybody that can that can get fucking pricey so I seriously think that within the next five years, bands from the smaller tiers all the way to the upper tier, you know, whatever level band you're at, you're just going to see, and I think, I don't even know if this is bands, I think that just straight artists in general, it's just going to be one song or maybe two songs. You maybe like EP comes down to like three songs and you just do that monthly and then you just keep going and then you're constantly putting out content because you know, and that's because that's the only way the consumer is truly well, satisfied. Are you, are you are you familiar with a Spirit Box? I was just I was I was just about to mention Spirit Box. That's exactly what they did. Like they they have like six. Well, they they released an EP first, and then they came out with a bunch of singles, like six. Or is seven this singles. the is this the girl from I Wrestle yeah, the Bear? That's yeah, it. dude. Yeah, I've it's heard so fucking holy good, shit. Isn't it? it just like. Joe Cacharo. Joe, here you go. He's probably creaming his pants right now hearing us talk about this because he is about this band. Dude, He's I the love, one that showed them to me. I love that band. But 
But what they did on Spotify is that they they released each of their songs as like a single. Yeah. And then they put them all together. And somehow, I don't know, I didn't even know you could do this. All the listens from their singles are put into that album. So now their album or a new EP, I guess, has the total listens of all of all of them. Instead of having to re-upload it or repay a fee or... Like, I don't know exactly how they did it. No, like breaking the system. It was yeah. like they fucking sing- brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they so did nice. a bunch of singles, but if you go on now, they're not singles anymore. They're on an EP. And, and that's honestly exactly the model that we've talked about this year to do. The only thing that I'm unbelievably jealous of in terms of that band, Spirit Box, is their, their guitar player is a fucking amazing engineer. He's amazing. Like, he can just fucking record. He gets it. He probably just has a fucking session ready for, like, you know, mastered already, good to go. So they just, they're just shitting out songs whenever they feel like it, it seems like. And that's the only limitation we have because we're sitting on uh, two new songs and, like, a remix of an old song. But, like, if we had the fucking... Yeah, like, if, if we had the fucking knowledge to, like, actually record like Jordan does... Yeah. And, like, all these, like, real guys, like, we would do exactly that, but we just don't have the fucking knowledge, so we have to, like, kind of budget it out and wait, so that's why we're, like, doing this music video, and then eventually it's going to become an album, and I'm sure, conceptually, it it all makes sense and all that bullshit, but, like, I just fucking wish we were, like, Spirit Box, because, like, that guitar player is a fucking amazing engineer. Yeah. It's unbelievable, and, like, I'm surprised other bands aren't doing it, because I know the... There's a few bands. There's some, yeah, because like the, the not, guitar not player. To the extent of uh, yeah. Well, like I said, they they did it straight up singles. They came out with an EP, but there's other bands like Tesseract. Yeah, but like, but it, it's surprising because like, but like Tesseract isn't doing singles for some reason. I'm sh- I'm sure they're gonna start, or maybe Monuments might start doing singles. But like, if you have an engineer in your band, you're fucking done. You're good. oh, you're set. You're set that's, for life, dude. If you have someone in the band that like. Like, and I think that's part of the reason that, like, I, I always refer back to this because it is a really good example. Like, Seosin's a perfect example. Like, Bo being how well-versed he is and, like, producing, engineering, and, like, you know, that whole side of the music business and how to construct perfect songs. Like, dude, it was just like, man, y'all were set from the start. Like, Absolutely. Fuck, like, like, you have, like, a good engineer in your band. You're, Kill Switch Engage. You're, yeah, exactly. Adam D. Per- perfect example, dude. Like... That dude has just been able to coach them and shape their sound. And, like, it's just, like, that's, like, your ace in the hole. Like, that really is. Like, you like you have every weapon necessary to, like, take over. Well, yeah, But it's like, not just like sound. It's, it's, it, it's, like, everything, though. It's, like, vision for videos and type of media yeah. content. It's, like, as much in-house as possible is really the, the move, especially for bands like ours. If you can get to it at, it like, is, a level that's profitable. Like a, yeah, you got to be really good. But what about yeah. bands? It's, like, oh... You know, when you had, like, you know, superstar producers, when, you know, you had an artist that went and worked with this certain producer, it's like they were able to create, like, a new version of themselves. Right. You know? I mean, I, I can't think of anybody, like, off the top of my head now, but it's like when they worked with, you know, uh, I guess you could do the biggest one, Rick Rubin. When he touched somebody's things, he gave them a hit. Every time. Right. Every single time. There's not a, there's not a band that he hasn't worked hold with right where, up they, here. where they don't have a hit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... You kind of want that as well, though. You want to be able to work with other people to help expand on your music as well, because you keep it in house and all that. And that's great. That's good for you know maybe the for like financially for yourselves. But yeah. if you want to change and grow as a band, you have to venture. You want to work with other eventually people. Eventually, you have to go outside and you have to pay the money because like 
That's just kind of something I've always, is that where you were going to go or did I totally just like. No, that's, that's exactly what it, like you, so I mean, you want to do things in house to save money and stuff like that and be able to produce as much content or music or videos as you can. But if you're able to work with a producer who can help write with you to help steer you in a certain direction and give you, you know, and not just press the record button, which I think every, I think every band that eventually, you know, does it for long enough you you get the chance to work with like a really good producer that you vibe with and you're like oh man we really created something like really cool here and then you also work with somebody that's just like okay go you know they press record go cool it's been an hour it's 150 bucks yeah the thing is understanding how that stuff works yourself you'll know right when you talk to someone for two minutes like okay this is a waste of money like then you can start making smart decisions like i mean we could all all of us in this room can like turn on reaper and press record and play a bass or a guitar or something (laughs) right but like we're not the masters at recording, but we know if we talk to someone for five minutes, we know if they're fucking don't know what they're doing or not. Yeah. Too. So that's what I mean by like no, kind of understanding every aspect of it, because otherwise, because you really want to make sure your product is what is like your artistic sort of intention from the beginning as much as you can. But if you keep adding filters of people, that could either help or hurt it. So you kind of have to be able to traverse through that in a smart way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, like our our newest idea, because we have. Um that fucking Behringer X32 mixer thing. Our, our new idea now is essentially recording ourselves. And this is an old concept, but we record everything ourselves. And we essentially go, we just go to an engineer, whoever it may be, Jordan, doesn't matter. And just say, mix, mix this. This is done. Everything is finished. If you have problems with the sounds, then we'll then we'll punch in. Oh, so you actually record it yourselves? And then well, you we just... haven't we haven't done that yet. But that I mean, but we, we kind of did because, it. like, with with Wait, left... there, like a... So, do you guys get influence then from Jordan? Like, when you guys go there, is he like, hey, so like this riff's really cool, but you know, maybe do this? Honestly, like very very he's little. With a few things. Yeah, he's, he, he, things, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's you know, helped like, us with uh, like uh, it, like you know structures on one song. You know, yeah, a structure of yeah. one song. You know, but I mean. But, like, he's a proper producer. Like, he yeah. listens to your music, and he's like, well, I think you guys should either do this or make this a little bit shorter or mm. do half this now, half later. I had him on the podcast, like, a couple months ago. I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, that, was a, that was a cool one to sit down with. Because there aren't really many... Um, when I was talking to Bo, uh, he, he, I was talking to him and his... Uh, he's got an assistant named John uh, Maciel. Shout out. Uh and they were kind of like, you know, who, you, you know, we kind of got to talking like who does producing out in Chicago. Because there's not really like a, you know, there's not, at least not that I know of, that there's like a big like industry national or industry regular name in Chicago for like music like ours. No, I mean, not. basically Jordan. And- so that's, so that's what we were yeah. getting at because Bo knows Jordan. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so we were talking about that, how like Jordan's kind of the. Sorry, but before we do that, what's that other studio though that we almost thought about going to? And he's worked with Boo. He's worked with like a few other like big names. Oh no, he didn't work with Boo. It was um Sam from uh, Always Be Genius ABG. So he he's done a uh, Knuckle Puck. Okay. Oh. And like uh, you know, all the all, all the pop punk bands. Seven Dust. Everybody though. No, he did Seven Dust. No, no, he didn't do. No, it's not. This is not the guy we visited. Oh, the other, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the, this guy. Uh, yeah, so he did one Devil Wears Prada single. I forgot what the name was, but he mostly does pop punk. And uh, Alex uh, Zarek always goes to record videos for all the big bands that come through there. And we almost went to him. We just it didn't turn out. I was just like driving and like, and his shit was like very um, strict, which is something we also need. Um, I think any band needs is like I'm going to give you five days 
and you have to finish everything. And he's like, I have, you can, you can even stay at my house type shit if you want to pay a little extra. Like all this crazy like room and board stuff. So like I think that is the, the, the thing you want to pay for um, in terms of, you know, traveling. And you guys did this in California. You guys fucking. Oh, yeah. All of what you're talking about, dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. The, 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 that, that's what a band needs. Like when you have kind of like a lackadaisical situation where you're just like, it's a $5 word, but you're just like kind of like, uh, we, you know, we, we can come to your house and do guitars, you know, every Sunday and then bass every other Wednesday. That That's cool. But then like you kind of get lost in the mix and you're just like, oh, it's it's been six months. Where are we at with this? Like what's going on here? Yep. Like you need, you really need that. Like you're going to fucking stay at my house for five days. You're going to finish everything. If you don't go fuck yourself, you suck. You know what I mean? Type shit. Dude. When it's, And the thing is, is that when you really pay for it and you throw down and then you have like your allotted time, you're like, okay. We have this short of a time to get exactly what we need done. Like if like it's I don't know, I think it's simple. If you want it, you'll buckle down and you'll fucking do it. Like when we were out in California, dude, we'd come home from the studio. First off, we drove thirty two hours straight there. Oh, that's rough. That was that was awesome. Why didn't you fly? Because instruments? Uh, if well, yeah, that, but um we would have had to have flown there. We would have had to have figured out transportation to an Airbnb, you know, so we'd have to probably Uber from the airport to the Airbnb. And then from the Airbnb, we'd have to figure out for three weeks how to get to the studio, which is 40 minutes away. Oh, so rough. We were like, dude, an Uber would end up just fucking. It's like $80 a day. Yeah. Like, dude, we'd be screwed. So we drove out there. And, you know, it was like, suck it up, drive out there for 32 hours straight. And we took the southern route, so that was great. But um, I forgot, totally forgot where the hell I was going with this. Uh, well, we were talking about, like, having a done. set time. But, when, yeah, so when we were, the, you know, we were like, all right, so we got to drive all the way through to make it there. Because we're going halfway across the country. Like, we have to be there at this place at this time. And sure enough, dude, like, we, you know, we'd get there during the day. We'd get there, like, I think it was, like, 8 o'clock in the morning maybe nine and we'd work until like six and uh you know we were there we were there on time it was just giovanni chris and i so like because austin had to fly out and we didn't have a drummer uh we actually had do you guys know who hail the sun is yeah they, yeah. they just played at uh sub t uh, yeah you were there yeah, yeah. i apologize i wasn't able to that's so the reason that we weren't at sub t or the reason we weren't we didn't stay for the l famous set you guys went to see hail the sun because hail the sun's touring drummer did drums on the new record that we did out in california so, I wanted to see that show. I fucking love Hail the Sun, dude. That was a wild oh, out show. I saw some fucking videos. It was nuts, man. Dude, so, uh, so I wanted to go hang out because I told him back in, like when we were there. He was like, hey, dude, we're like, you know, we're touring out that way. And I was like, oh, well, count me in. So, uh, but it was cool to get to hang out with him and see him. Donovan is an amazing vocalist. Like, holy shit. Oh yeah, man. But uh I would probably be the only one in this room besides you that knows about okay, them. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um <laughs> I listen to jazz. But uh, I listen to jazz. But uh so it was cool to see him, but uh yeah, dude, when we were out there, like it was just like you know, we'd work, we as soon as we'd get there, like the first twenty minutes of the first day, I was like, We made the right decision. Because we were instantly dissecting songs and going through and being like, So this part's cool, let's tweak this. We'd go back and record it all. Working with a proper producer. Yeah, dude, and we were just breaking it. Like, it was just vibe, vibe. It was great. Um, I couldn't imagine fucking, you know, getting a someone, like a drummer, to 
plays stuff? Like, I don't know. Like, like did he add, like, nice fills? Or, like, Dude, did he just play your so, own? Sh- oh, man. So, like, did, pro- did you guys program everything Alan, for him? Oh, man, I'm going to shout out Alan Hard right now because Alan's a phenomenal drummer a true fucking master at his craft and he is the coolest funniest dude man we actually did i'll just show you guys we did like a um uh jake merchant actually flew out uh to be our videographer for a while we went to go record drums at signature sound studio which is where as i lay dying did all their drums for their newest album they just put out fuck yeah so did uh and blink too right yeah blink recorded and dude it was we were walking in and all these records were on the wall and we're like where the fuck are we <laughs> we showed up day one and Bo was like yo so check this out we're gonna go to the studio in san diego it's gonna be great he's like i'll take care of it it's gonna be fucking rad um you know and we were like what he was like yeah he's like i can't wait dude it's gonna be great he was fucking hyped about this from day one and we were in there and it was just like dude it was legit it was like like it was like the legit studio that you see it was crazy um yeah, I saw a lot of Jake's pictures, man. It really was badass. Dude, it was, it was wild. Like, I was like, where the fuck are we right now? Uh, but, like, still, even, like, you know, everyone was there to work. So, yeah, when he showed up, he we would send him, like, every day we would get a song done, and we would send him the stems. And he'd be like, hey, so check this out. Get familiar with it. So he, they came, and Bo and Alan kind of said, we're like, all right, so this part, we're looking for kind of a two-steppy part. And he was like, all right, so they do a couple variations of that. And they go, eh, let's do variation two. And they would just go fucking do, 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 do it, bang it out. Um, it was very calculated. And then he'd go back and play through, you know, a lot of the song, make sure that all the fills were nice and smooth. Do you feel like anyone you, I mean, did you guys find a drummer, by the way? We did, yeah. He's great. He's actually. You're not, you're not ready to announce his name? No. Because <laughs> no, we're doing it with a playthrough. Oh, uh, but like, like, do you think uh, what the guy recorded in California, he can fucking pull off? He's already done it. Oh, shit. Good. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because the nice thing is that Bo sent us all the stems. Like, Bo's a fantastic, pretty, like, the dude has just has it down. I hate to jerk him off so bad. He's, he's, no, he's a total he's Tristan. Good. It's just, like, let him, just let him do his, man. It's all good. <laughs> uh, jerk him, dude. But, um, you know, so he sent us, you know, all the stems, all the mini maps and everything like that. So we were able to send this guy, his name's Nathan Deloria, mm. but uh, he was in a band called Parker Luck. Oh, yeah, I know. We almost played with Parker Luck once, man. We almost played with them in, uh, with Portals in that fucking weird venue for that guy's birth. No, that's that's good for you guys, man. It's always like the best when you find a good, great drummer. That's, that's oh, so oh like my it God. was weird. I was like really like tiptoe around him. I was like, all right, so you played the songs because like we sent him two songs. We're like, learn these, and I'm like, he's gonna come back in like every other drummer and just be just you know all farts and so, all farts. <laughs> he, he played through like our heaviest song, which uh, I'll actually show you some of the stuff. It's really well done. Bo actually mastered the rest of it. Uh, here are the masters. He was like. All right, I want to fucking. He's like, he's just like a perfectionist. He just wanted to nail it, so he just did it himself. Fuck yeah! Uh, Same with Jordan. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, uh, so Nate came in and just uh, crushed it, and I was like, okay, and he's super nice. He helps pay for things. Yeah, hey, I, w- I wanted to ask you, um, who set up the show at Sub T for you guys? That Christmas show? I was curious. Which one? 
the one that you're playing uh it's up to you upstairs. Upstairs, right? And, and I co- did. I set that shit up. That was you? There he is. Yeah. The, the, the Santa Claus. How many pre sales? No. All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> He's on. Just flip the switch. There he is. He's on. <laughs> Your Bloody. name's not on it. Yeah, you need to do like Reynolds pre-sale productions no. presents. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> pre-sale productions. <laughs> pre-sale productions. <laughs> pre-sale productions <laughs> presents. Pre-sale productions. Pre-sale productions. Easy. P3. P3, dude. <laughs> P-cubed. P-cubed pre-sale productions Reynolds. <laughs> Got him. Your name's now. You need to taunt that PPR. shit, PPR. Dude, if you're on Sub-T, you better fucking <laughs> yeah. say you're from Sub-T, man. Goddamn. <laughs> PPR. I feel a bad moon rising. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I can't breathe. No, no. So, uh, Luca hit me up about the show. A fortunate son, dude. It's <laughs> a fortunate son. Luca hit me up about the show. I was like, oh, that's Steve right now, actually. Oh, the dog? The ghost. Yo, should we get Steve on the podcast? Dude? He's just like, what's going on? I'm Steve. I got some real things I to talk like, about right now. He's, he's like, I live in a house with horses. I'm fucked up. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. I don't, I don't like know squirrels. who I am anymore. <laughs> like squirrels. You guys watch Big Mouth? Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Featuring ludicrous. Dude, he's, I was just thinking, <laughs> I, 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 I feel something. Like, yeah, I feel he something. just turns the bark into like a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the best thing on Netflix yeah. right now. Sorry, everything else. Um, the fuck was I saying? The show at Sub T, man. They, oh they, yeah, Luca. So Luca hit me up about it and was like, "Hey, pre-sale productions." Do, you know, uh, Adrian hit me up and was like, "Hey, do you want to do this? You know, do you guys want to play this show? It's like a Toys for Tots kind of thing. We're donating toys to like a um, for Tots. Yeah, yeah, for Tots. Uh, <laughs> the name Toddies for Tots." Uh, Toys for tits. What? No, me too. We we sell kids to other kids. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Kids for kids. Your final stop. (laughs) You guys don't need toys. You just need each other. Switch parents. (laughs) So, uh, your your mother doesn't love you. (laughs) (laughs) So Adrian. So Adrian hit me up and was like, "Hey, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this because I I want to know how to present this." You know, he just wanted to get like one to know if we wanted to do it, which we did. And two, he wanted to talk to me how to like present it to them to make it appealing to like another promoter. So I was like, I was like, yeah, here, I'll write the email. And now I'm just doing everything. So nice. That's so that's that's literally what happened. Well, you gotta get your, you gotta get that poster changed, man. You gotta put the fucking rental. Pay, pay to play uh, productions and uh, fucking <laughs> RPP. P2, no. P2PPR. Yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> Pay to play production. I'm stoked riddles. for that one. That, that one's going to be good because like upstairs sub T is going to be fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Banging, that, dude. We're, we're, we're playing there at the end of November. So we're, that, our new rack is going to suck. <laughs> Dragging it up. Yeah. yeah we, we got a whole new setup and it's like, yeah, it's not that bad, but it's like. We got this like unnecessarily professional fucking setup that we basically got from Sky Machine straight up. Like Kemper's all in ears, all this crazy shit, and it's just like we actually just got on the in ear stuff too. So I was yeah. I was going to talk to you about about that because I talked to Fools Brew about that last night, and they don't use any in ears or backtracks. They no, just they go they're, they're dry, dude. They're they go in dry. Yeah, they do yeah. go in dry. Yeah. But it's 
I, I, I think they kind of get that old school Pantera's like vibe. So yeah, no, they kill it. Well, Tim is such a good fucking drummer. That's, that, yeah, you, that's you don't the need thing. you don't need shit if you yeah. got, if you got him and in, in the and in the ones no, and twos. Tim is just this fucking rock solid. Yeah, like we have backtracks. You know, so we. So it's like, you know, you have that. You kind of want to make sure everybody's like on the same page. So it makes sense for that. But that band, just raw dogging it, dude. Like yeah. the way, I mean, I kind of miss it sometimes. Just like go up and that's that. There you go. We, 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 we do it sometimes. Like when our tracks like fail, which is very rare. But very at, rare. in uh, Cleveland, we our iPod wasn't charged. So <laughs> yeah, we raw dogged song. it. It yeah, was okay. So, so we raw dogged. Do you guys have all your, your shit on, on a, just an iPod? It's an iPod we, we and a, a computer. We have a few different ways yeah. that we do it. Oh, okay. We, have, like, we, we used to just do the iPod. Now we have, we use my lab. We use old, we use old Sylvie here. Yeah, yeah got, so I mean, we do that when we can because we also have like a light setup too. Yeah, we, he has lights that he programmed so to our show. We have show. our whole rig setup. It's like, well, which one are we, what kind of venue are we playing? Oh, it's not that, you know, the, the best venue. We can just do the iPod. Yeah. You know. But if it's like a venue that we can do lights, like Gentfest and all that you shit. You guys have like a light hookup, like a light guy? I'm the light His guy. His name's Ted. Oh, I real? bought and programmed He's, the lights He myself. is lit. He bought everything from Amazon, dude. It's not... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, do, it's all doable. You can do it at home, man. It's <laughs> DIY, baby. It takes us a little bit of homework and a lot of fucking time. It it's like, it's time. like writing another instrument. It really mm-hmm. is. For the you know, because you got to yeah. think about it. Like, I have this many songs. I don't want to do like too much of a red song and then yeah. another red song. You know what I mean? Like, we we got it's, what, four colors. Uh, yeah, but you could colors. blend them so you could get all kinds of colors. But it's really like another Strobe, instrument, you know, between one and the it's other. Tough. Yeah, no, I mean, fucking, um, yeah, no. Ted set everything up like because it's all MIDI shit. But like, it took him took him a while, and then well, we had DMX. The, yeah, MIDI, but DMX. DMX is just a little lights. box, really cheap. But like, I mean. That really, like, added a lot to our show because every time we use it, because, like, everyone knows growing in the area. Like, they have the smoke. They have the lights. Everywhere they go, they just fucking kill it I mean, with their it production. Like bigger, bigger production. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it is a bigger production, but. Yeah. yeah so, like, it steps you know, it up. They've had that light show for a very long time. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So, like, when, when, when we see bands like that and, you know, a band that we all used to be in, <laughs> Vias for Villains. We kind of like looked at that shit and we're like, if they can do it for every show. Oh, used to be in that band. Uh, uh, me and Demo were in for one show. Ted was actually in it for like uh, two years almost. Um, but uh, yeah, we he's fucking. Not, he's not allowed to go to like close to schools anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, well if we're going to talk about it, it's going to be now because yeah. he's. Uh, Ted hits he's his away family from the members. Mic, it's pretty fucked I'm up. just kidding. No, no. He, he's, he's definitely allowed to go by schools. <laughs> no, the, the light show really fucking adds like a lot of shit. The only thing is like. The only hurdle that we that we have to deal with usually is like transportation because like we don't have a trailer, we have a minivan that's like pretty much on its last leg. You know what Easy. I mean? Leave her alone, dude. Yeah, I'm gone for two seconds. You guys just talk shit about me the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. We're already past that. Please move on. Yeah, no, but you should definitely. And I was even talking to Sean from Bind, and they're talking about lights too. Like, so everyone's like on this shit now, and it's fucking cool. It's just everyone is gonna do it differently, and it's probably gonna make our local shows like. <coughs> Elevated to a point where we can like really easily play with you know bigger bands, especially if everyone has lights. Like I'm hoping like lights and production shit becomes like a normal staple for venues. Because like you know some venues you you show up and you're like oh, I got lights, I got a fog machine. They're like ah go fuck yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can you can suck it. Well, here's the thing. And I, I, like I talked to Sean about it for a while. But I talked to Sean about it. Bands. I told him like look, I made it this way so that way it could work on a stage like Beat Kitchen or it could work at House of Blues. It could work. At all kinds of places. So that way, like, I think that that way it could elevate everybody, like you were saying. It's like... No, I hope so, man, because, like, the, the biggest thing is, like, 
if we can, if every band can essentially use lights and like, if, and honestly, every band nowadays, it seems like, you know, I don't know if this is like confirmation bias since like I got my Kemper, but like everyone's going direct. Everyone's production is ridiculously huge nowadays that like local bands are not even fucking local bands anymore. We're fucking like actually sounding professional when we play live. It's fucking beautiful. You know what I mean? So oh, like, yeah. hopefully we're uh, undeniable at a certain point. You know what I mean? All right. So I know that the video is going to be like clips or whatever. It's not going to be the whole thing. But uh, to tell everyone, we're all in blankets. We're all wrapped in different blankies. Dude, we're cozy. Feet are watch, up. Watch the clips. Watch the video clips. We we're cozy. Are, uh, feet are up. We're, we're kicking back, dude. This whole time we've been relaxing. I know. This is way better than how I, I used to do it at the... Arabella practice space, which is much less comfortable. You can only sit on a cymbal stand. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's it's like standing. that bike from South Park that Garrison invents. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, we're, we're all about blankies here, man. I mean, this might, this I mean, might be a yeah, new thing. We're like blankie time with Tonson. Man, when you're comfortable and you're in a nice spot, it's easy to say a lot of shit. You know, you get some good wings in you, man. You get some good drinks. You know, you got some good other, like, vape. <laughs> you're just, like, leaning Yo, back. Yo, those wings. <laughs> those like, wings were pretty good. Yeah, we were eating wings before Dude, we started this. That was great, because right before we started, you were, like, panicking, like, flipping them in the oven. And I was like, oh, shit, damn it, I started this. And we, and we had a joke how you thought, this, like, you would no, kill and, us and, with and your Connor, food. <laughs> and Connor was, like, ready to grab the rack with his bare hand. No, I wasn't. No, I was not. I saw. I saw. I was going to use the tongs. Don't do that. Don't do that. You reach for the I was, thought about it if it was in there for a second. I sec. was going to use the top. I was like, it's whatever. Alexa, turn the lights to blue, please. Oh, oh there it is. Okay. Well, well how, how do you how do you feel about uh, the, this Alexa thing? Like, do you feel like they're they're listening and they're getting data on you? And fucking, oh, yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Why so, do you think so, I just, so just zero to 100 right there? I just <laughs> said please to a robot. Like, I, I don't want to. When they, like, dude, they just keep going like, like Stephen Hawking's like, don't make AI. And the first thing people are doing, they're like, we're going to, yep, we're, we're going to no, do No, we're that. making AI. We're going to do it. We're going to fucking do it. We're not well, listening to smart people. Even Elon Musk is like, do you, do you realize yeah, what's going to happen? Yeah, don't into that shit. You will, you'll kill all of us. Watch Ex Machina. That last movie, that was, it was a pretty good movie. Basically, it's like Elon Musk made uh, made an AI and it, you know, it backfired. You know, but, you know, life goes on. It's scary, Matrix. Uh, honestly, like, because we had this conversation in the car on the way here. It's like, so everyone knows about band... Hang on, this chat. is going to be really shitty for the video. You forgot to say please. She's pissed. Whoa. It's kind of blue. Dude, no, but we, really we, nice. we were talking about this on the, on the ride here, but like uh, fucking banned group chats. That's, that's a dangerous thing that like these oh. apps have. Oh. Like it's, if any of that shit ever gets released, because we have multiple group chats. Any band is screwed. Oh, we're done. We're fucking forever. Any band, it doesn't matter what band it is. Yeah. When you group chat around, bands, like behind you... closed doors, if like, if like, you know, a, a full, you know, like rant was to get out, you'd be like, wow, those guys are dicks. It's like, well, just so you know, everybody's kind of dicks, but it's like, they don't mean it. It's like a way to vent. Yeah. 110%. Like it would like, you know, any other band would take that and go, ha, that's funny. Or like, yeah, I can relate to that. But everyone else would take it like, you know, like it's a personal attack. And it's like, no, like what? You've never just vented and totally lost your cool for a fucking second. Like that's exactly what's going on here. Like shit just happens. Or like you joke around with, or you joke around with friends in like a really dark, humorous way that like, you know, clearly you wouldn't do that in front of everyone else. Cause no. you know that like not everyone else can, you know, handle that type of shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, like speaking of that, and I, I you guys are heavily involved 
involved in this, but like I made a movie uh, with, with oh, the man. band called Tamale. I almost go. don't want to have this in because like it's been quiet enough about it, but I only don't want to have it in because uh, I do blackface in it. For like a minute, <laughs> for like a minute. It, but like the only reason, uh, no, no, fuck wait, that. but leave I, this in. I just want to fuck I really you, Joe. Wait, don't, I, don't take this can out. Can I just, can I just say a few things though? I've had it okayed from multiple black people, and they weren't just my friends. <laughs> See, it sucks that you have to like come out. It's like I don't know, because like you know, I didn't, I did not do it in and, a racist and, way. I literally right. in this movie, I played three different characters. He plays a woman, a man. And a black man. <laughs> Just so you know, man and black man are still the same people because they're equal. Yeah. Yes. But like, no, but like, we, 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 I it was made. a plot device, you know? Yeah, so like, I, I made. Yeah, it was just. Depth. No, so I, I made this There's movie. There's only it, four it, of us working on this movie. We had more roles to fill. Yeah. I filled them. So, it, so <laughs> it, it, it was basically like a cop drama, but essentially, I'm sure you watch It's Always Sunny, but they have that Lethal Weapon 5 thing where they literally <laughs> do like severe blackface. So I was. <laughs> So for Full my blown. so for my final film project in college, I wanted to pay homage to It's Always Sunny, and I showed it in front of my classmates in college, and my teacher fucking lost it. She's like, "This is not cool." And then I had no way. Oh, it was wait, bad. wait, wait! But here, hold up, because he, he got responses from like you know most of the class, and uh, yeah, so everybody had their comments. Oh, my bad, dog. Just felt me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here, go, go ahead, go so, ahead. So, anywho, <laughs> so like the whole the whole thing was like everyone had to comment on it, and like there was you know two you know there was one black girl and one black guy, and the black girl had her whole like fucking PC speech, and she got kind of upset with me. And then the black guy looked at her and he's like, fuck you. That shit was hilarious, man. Like, he didn't do it in a malicious way and all this shit. And then he were like, thank God. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck yeah, that's, that's my one. guy. And, but he was my friend. So maybe, maybe there's that. But like. No, but he was like, I mean, if you were to watch it now, I do the same voice for all three characters. It's the same. Yeah. It, it's, it's his deep voice that he does right now. But like. <laughs> thank God you're a shitty actor. And, and, and actually. No, I did it on purpose. Get out. It was a shitty actor. Like, and, and like. And, and, and the best part about it is you like. played yourself. When we put it on YouTube, someone from the scene actually tried to cancel us before cancel culture was a thing. And everybody that I knew, I didn't, I didn't mobilize anybody, but a lot of people messaged this guy, and they're like, "Yeah, this shit was funny. It was, it's like, not fuck off, dude. It's not a malicious thing." But I, I will admit, uh, a couple of months ago, I did put it on private on YouTube, so just in case, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was so, so sure. I'll send the link, but it's literally like, a every minute once of him in a while, being so a I'll be like, "Hey, man, you did this like movie? I don't think that's cool." And I'm like, "I wasn't at a KKK rally. No. They'll go." Hang out with MAGA people, like, like no, dude, not not even like in the slightest. The whole the, the premise of this movie is like an '80s cop drama esque, yeah, like vibe. Literally copying "It's Always Sunny" like to a T, almost, but like well, our own story, yeah. But like, but the thing is, "It's Always Sunny." When, when they did it the second time, they they dedicated a whole episode to Lethal Weapon Five, and uh, Mac, he his whole body was black, yeah. And, and they're on a <laughs> they're on FX Network. They don't give a like, yeah. I don't know, like it's it. I don't even know, like what the point of that would be, like whatever. But it's just funny. It's not. It's yeah, not it's malicious. not malicious. But it's like not a, shitty. Well, it just that, sucks in that, that I, episode they showed it to kids. Most of the kids like they didn't see hate behind it. They didn't. It see, was a comedy thing. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't see like anything like you know, like I said, like no hate, nothing malicious behind it. You know, no yeah. other reason than like that they did it. Right. Yeah, but like I, I guess the only reason I brought that up is just the fact that it was fucking a little whack that I kind of like had to put it on private just in case. I don't know. It's just weird to think about that. I mean, 110%, like, you know, there's a difference between 
just doing something like that and then being like a malicious asshole. Like, and the problem is, is that now you're seeing this weird phenomenon where people can't like tell the difference. Not at all. Not at all. Or, or they don't, or, or they can, but they'd rather just be like, nope, you know, they'd rather just not take the five. I feel like like there's like a a lot of things behind it. I feel like part of it's like, well, I want to make it seem like I'm doing the right thing and calling these people out that they're doing something wrong, even though they're not. And then a lot of those times when you try to have a conversation with those people, it's like, hey, well, it's like, well, what about it are you upset about? And most of the time they'll just be like, well, it's upsetting because it's upsetting. So I listen to a lot of, like, comedy and, like, different comedians. That's why we're on the same page about this, I think. Okay, so. Yeah, like podcasts. Like, like the one that we listened to today where they literally talked about for, like, almost a half hour of just, like, we say a lot of, like, fucked up things, but we don't mean it. They're comedians. That's their job. Bill Burr put this, like, Bill Burr said this fantastically. He was like, he was like, you know, don't go to a comedy show if there's things that are off limits to you. What you should do is you should hire a comedian, have him come to your house, give him a list of topics and jokes that only he's a, that he he's allowed about. to say, and then that's your comedy show. But don't go to a For comedy you. show and yeah. expect a complete stranger, a performer, to pander to your morals and your needs. It's a comedy show. Because you it's, can't take a joke. Yeah, it's not a TED Talk. They're not up there running for president. They're there to shock you and make you laugh. That's why they are doing it. That's why you're going to a theater to see it. Like, they're not coming to your house and going, I'd really like to talk to you about how I hate mentally challenged people. Like, yeah. that, you know, like, like that doesn't, like, that's not what they're doing. Like, what, no. like, what are you doing going out of your way to rip on a comedian for abs, you know, like, they're just, their job is to entertain you, to have a set. Some are a little bit racier than others. There are PG comedians. Stick to those then if you can't handle yeah. shit that's a little challenging to Watch your, channel 11 to your that's heart what you need, button. man. It's like fine. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's like it's like generally it's people are like soft as shit nowadays. You know what do I mean? You guys, do you guys, you guys but also me. think music is like that too. Absolutely. You know, people like thugs, gangster rap was different like like 15 years ago. Now it's like fucking it's not it's the a same. Norm. You know, it's like, like it's like pop emo rap. The same. It's weird. You know, yeah. like even in what we do, it's like what we do is like scares people for some reason still. So how do you guys, so with that being said, how do you guys feel about Louis C.K.? Oh, shit, dude. Oh. We out here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh. I feel like there's, there's a lot of people that did a lot like worse things. Absolutely. Like I'm like. You guys watch Dave Chappelle's new set, right? Oh, oh you know. And yeah. I so you saw that bit yeah. where he's just like, he's like, well, I was good friends with Louis C.K. until he died in that horrible masturbation incident. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he's like, he's like, all these women were like, oh, I feel threatened. It's like. You could have left at any time. Yeah, any well, it's like and it's like well, you know, well, he's a man of power. I, you know, I don't want to like leave. It's like there is nothing more threatening than a man laying on his back who just came on himself. Right. It's exact. Yeah, dude. I, it like I don't know. I it's, mean, it's not right that he did it for no, sure. Exa- but like, I mean, like I would equate say that he him right? to, to equate him to like Harvey Weinstein and like other people that really did some that evil diabolical took advantage shit. of people. Yeah, like, like, you know, yeah. What what he did was gross and. You know, perverse, and there's definitely you know a, some screws loose. It's not it's not okay to do that. But the problem is, no, is that but people it's like, roped him in the he, same boat as every like as actual rapist. I feel Bill like, Cosby, for example. I don't know, but like, it's like it's Bill like that's a monster. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby is a monster, dude. A monster. He was drugging chicks and finger blasting everybody that he could get his hands on for <laughs> years, decades. Yeah, decades, dude. It was fucked. Like, oh my, that Jim Jeffries has one of the best bits about it. With like, but no, but going like back, it's like. It's like, I feel like overall, Louis C.K. didn't violate anybody's rights. He made people feel uncomfortable. Fuck yeah. But he did not take away anybody's human rights. No. 
by doing He was that. on the phone with one of them and they didn't hang up. Like just hang up the phone. But but they just try to call him out for it. Yeah. It's what like 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 yeah, dude, that was gross and perverse, but like, you know, you could have left that scenario at any time. That was a weird time when you had the Aziz Ansari thing, but I think what put a cap on it was the Guardians of the Galaxy director. Yeah. Because, you know, because, like, they were, like, Disney was, like, fuck this guy, push him away. But then all the actors were, like, you know, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. and finally it was, like, you know, this has gone too far. Then finally at, like, that high level, people are finally, like, it's gone too far. Well, uh, Dave Chappelle had a bit about that. Not this special, the last special. He's, like, it's going to get to a point where it's, like, crying wolf. It's yeah. all going to come back around. Well, the problem is, is that, like, you know, what I think happened is that there was all this shadow and this ignorance towards, you know, that type, those types of victims, and they weren't getting their voices heard. And then finally they did, and it happened. And then it just, you know, where, like, the clock would have normally stopped, like, here to set things right. It just went like this. And now, like, everyone is just trying to, like, you know, be a, a justice warrior. And it's like, you know, now you've gone past the point of actually doing good. Now you're like, you're hurting everybody yeah, else now. Like, do you guys, yeah. do you guys remember that band, uh, their Swedish death metal band, the Decapitated? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. We well, when when they got pinched for like gang raping someone. They were oh, in, what? They were in, they're they like a Finnish or a Swedish band that yep. was in American prison, not jail, prison. They were prison. in prison for six months in a foreign country. Because all some girl had to do was come out and say they gang raped me, and it that's came, what she said, and then she retracted it. She she came back and was like, yeah, that's not true. They didn't do that. That, that didn't happen. Nothing happened to her. Well, I think all this cancel culture thing might stop at soon. It seems like it's already stopping. I just want to make tamale too. I already have the script ready. Like <laughs> it's fucking, that's all I want to do, man. I, like the the whole thing is demo and blackface. It's like no, come no, on, no. guys. Like what <laughs> the premise of this was going to be me doing blackface, and then. The blackface character is going to go undercover in a Russian mafia, and he's going to do whiteface. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the whole premise. And then me and him, we're going to have a sex scene because I play an Asian woman. Like it's ridiculous, dude. Like, dude, it was really going to be just great. Like, can I this make, be? I just want to make everything. You, know you, you guys have nothing to lose. I'm the only one that's going to get shit for. It. People will be like, "Why did you do that?" Kind of. <laughs> like, they're going to go after. People's going to get canceled. They're going to get famous. Hell yeah! But as you guys should do. The next EP, I'm gonna get like dragged out into the streets and be concept EP of like this movie scene, like this whole movie. Did you not think we thought of this? This This already happened. All right, fair enough. What what do you think Left Swipe's about? (laughs) (laughs) Easy, easy. that's not what it's about. (laughs) It's about Demo (laughs) being a woman. (laughs) Do you listen to 10 Minute Podcasts? It's an old podcast with Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia. And Will Sasso. And Will Sasso. Oh, my God. We're old school. All-star lineup. Dude, old school. Th- there was an episode where Chris D'Elia does a spot-on impression of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And uh, he pretends to not be there because Jean-Claude Van Damme is here for this interview, yes. this 10-minute podcast. And it's fucking hilarious. Because he can't, because he literally gets his accent spot on. So, like, if you did, if nobody told you, like, hey, that's Chris D'Elia, you'd be like, I think this is JCVD right now. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It's a good podcast. It's this old one, but check it out. It's a couple of hundred episodes, but they're ten minutes long. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's like twenty minutes, right? Pretty much, yeah. Damn, dude, Steve is upset, dude. I was gonna say he's been going now for like a while. Maybe he found his own ghost, Alexa. Please change the lights to magenta. Uh, uh, I, 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 I want to cut together a thing where it's just you changing the lights. 
It'll be a nice like little thirty second no, clip. Just, just a video <laughs> because the video is just us staring at the lights, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit. Fine. We're gonna change it like twenty I, I times. I do have LED next. lights as well, but I have a remote for it. Dude, we're only two hours into this eight and a half hour podcast. Yeah, so. dude, we're <laughs> just starting. It's no. a job at this point. Dude, Fuck. did you put the next round of wings on? Because I don't know if we're gonna make it. Fuck. I know, right? Did you get Pizza Hut out here, dude? <laughs> do, you, do you have DoorDash? There's or Genoa Uber Eats that, that does deliver. Genoa, Gamora. What, what kind of salami you, is that, dude? Fuck. We're it's a pizza place. What is it? It's a pizza place. What's it called? Genoa. Really? I don't trust them. They're pretty good. Are you pronouncing win incorrectly? Like Nguyen? Nguyen? No, it's called Genoa. You, you city slickers out there. All right. Well, no, I have it's... another question for you. What's your other pizza place? That's it. Nguyen, okay, dude. So Nguyen. There we go. Nguyen. 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 That's the other one, dude. What are we? What it's are, not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Yeah, Jesus, you would you uncultured douchebags, Marie? I love a place that like I could drown in pizza, and it's awful. Drown in what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I live in a place where I could drown in pizza. Yeah, dude, Chicago. There's so many pizza places. That's the title of this podcast: Drown in Pizza. <laughs> we just we eat a continuous amount of pizza for an hour, and whoever passes out first. Whoever wins. drowns in drowns. <laughs> Wait, wins or loses? I don't know. Wins. Winner drowns It's like the first. Salem Witch Trials. If you weren't a witch, you died. You're so all four of us are burning at a stake. Whoever dies first is not a witch? Yeah. Okay. The, the Salem Naguian Trials? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a bit. We're so cozy under this. Like, I'm scared to get up. I don't, know, I don't yeah, even know dude. where my blanket is. Oh, yeah. there it is. <laughs> you put it over your head, man. It's a good head blanket. It's a head blanket. It's a Naguian blanket. Dude, aren't you Muslim, dude? Fuck you. Ready, you. ready for a new topic? <laughs> you guys ready for a new topic? Uh, hey, Armin, just so you know, all the windows are open. There's a draft. Oh, let's talk about the draft, dude. Have you ever heard about the draft, Connor? It's you, a kind of the Bosnian draft. The Bosnian draft. Yeah, the Bosnian draft. This is a real dude. thing. My, my grandma, she doesn't move her body, but when there's a window open, she fucking sprints, and then she's dead now. But... Um, because somebody left a window open. Yeah, so if you leave out. a window open or two windows or, draft. or a window and a door, you're going to die. Like, that's that's what my people believe in you Bosnia. Catch, you catch a draft. Yeah. And it, it, makes, it makes your whole body stiff. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, this is a real thing. Like, my mom still believes in it. My dad kind of does. So just no one in your house open windows and stuff? Well, you can open a window as long as the doors are closed because there's that no... That defeats, like, the whole purpose of <laughs> opening... Of like, having a draft yeah. come through the house. But yeah. it's like... That is that's actually like the genocide that happened over there. Oh, it's rough. The doors open. Yeah, like it was like a chemical attack. Like, no, it was no, a no. fucking draft attack, dude. It's just, it's just a cool. <laughs> it's just like you're, if you're trying to sleep and there's a cool breeze coming across your body, you're gonna get sick and die. Yeah, because like the theory is, is like your muscles seize up, and then you, and then essentially your heart is a muscle, so your heart can also seize up and you can die. And this is a real thing. I'm not even fucking kidding. It's, it's kind of like hypothermia, but a window caused it. Okay, so and it's only like yeah. six degrees. So it's so only it, six so degrees. So if you want to commit atrocities in my country and the surrounding countries of Yugoslavia, open a window and a door, and you're, you'll literally see ninety year old women running around closing shit. So if I open that window over there, I'm gonna die immediately. You just murdered Armin. He yeah. just me like as soon as he's like, no, don't just. Burst and combust. Yeah. Oh no, he'll just seize up. He'll be like stone, Naguian stone. It'll be like <laughs> you're seeing Terminator. Terminator, he turns it, he fucking metals them and he breaks them and shit. Yeah, no, it's like it's like Terminator, but like at the oh, end, T2? Where he's going into the lava, and then Armor's just gonna end like this. 
as he's being yeah. Yeah. melted. That's a real thing. I swear to God. Dude, come to my house right now and open a window by my mom. She'll fucking lose it. She'll, She'll kick lose you her in the head, dude. Yeah, dude. Some old wives' tale shit, dude. It's real. I'm going to be honest. I did kind of feel How a draft. I have a song called The Bosnian Draft, dude. Well, okay, so this had, might be a touch sounds subject. very political. So, dude, this reason. happened in eighth grade at CMSA where me and you kind of went to together. But after a gym class, I was really sweaty, like doused in sweat. And I opened a window during the winter, and I was sitting in front of the winter a window, and my fucking muscles the next day couldn't move. So the draft is real, guys. Like, I've experienced <laughs> it firsthand. Because, like, you, just, you can't, you can't do the that. Balkan draft. You, you can't just run and Balkan just, like, ice draft. yourself. You literally went outside yeah, when you were wet. You're slightly the fuck? damp. You can't and you're wet. fucking try it. Come on, try man. it. No, I wasn't. No, I was next to a window. Well, I wasn't I'll outside be all right because I've done it. Fuck you. I've lived. You I've know, lived. But yeah, besides that, what do you have any uh, any other <laughs> any questions? I don't know. Like, actually, you haven't asked a single question. You just we let were us just talk. fucking yelling at each other this whole time. No, actually, yeah. dude, we went on like a good tangent about you guys and what you're doing, like your music videos and how to like, like that's that's cool when it's like that. When it's just like me being like. When is your next upcoming show? Sorry, we can't answer at this time. Yeah, no, I'm not. Don't don't tell anybody by yourselves. But actually, so what I was going to ask you guys, legitimately earlier when we were talking about producing, um, do you guys go to Jordan or do you guys go to Steve? We used to go to Steve. Now we go to Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Well, isn't Jordan like done now, or he's just like? Uh, uh, I don't know. I we'll doubt see. it. I mean, like. We we did we did both of our EPs with Steve, so it's funny. Like Hex is actually all newer songs than our second EP. Our second EP was all the songs that we did when we started the band and recorded it ourselves, mm-hmm. and we added two brand new songs. Uh, what are the rules and uh, zombies? What was, that? was it Fruity Loops? Yeah. So so we actually took so that shit down. Like like so that's how like <laughs> whack and like unknown we were. That we can we 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 literally re released an EP without anybody knowing essentially. And, uh, and all the people that listen to that old stuff were like, hey, man, this new stuff's, like, really good. And we're like, yeah, same songs. Uh, same songs, yeah. Yeah, so, but, yeah, now these these last two that we've released so far have been with Jordan. Well, part of... Uh, I hope he's not Shizuku done. ...who has two songs that were new. Yeah, and we actually re-recorded uh, with Jordan, What Are the Rules? Um, just, like, a single version, like, with no... With, like... A little bit different instrumentation, but like sure. radio edit, I guess. I don't know. He he basically, he was cool. He's just like, if you guys want to do some songs, I'll cut a little bit off the top and we can do a remix. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I would love to redo all of our songs. Right. So that's that's what we, because I don't know. You, you, do you ever feel that like with your old shit? It's just like you want to re-record. Oh, shit. dude, we'll like we'll like write a new part for like an old song or like just kind of like improvise something and be like, I'm going to do that from now on. Yeah. And yeah. then like, you don't play it like, you know, something like, man, it'd be way cool if we would have written it that way. Yeah. Or written it that way or like recorded it that way. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Cause, Cause like, honestly, like what we got from Steve was fucking amazing. Of course. Um, and at the time, Steve was only like 19 or 18 years old when he did both of those EPs. Um, but then when we when we found Jordan and Jordan's like a ridiculous professional, like we weren't like ready for that quality at all. We're like fucking shit. All right, like obviously Steve is kind of like caught up a little bit, but like of course Jordan's like the main guy right. in this area. And I'm like, we need to sound like this forever now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like it's way more expensive. It's way more time consuming. Yeah, when you get but- to that point where it's like you have a proper quality recording of your song, you can't. 
Yeah. Step back from that. Oh, dude, that's exactly how we feel now. We're like, Jesus, we went out to like. We can't do it ourselves. You have, yeah. to, to, you have to go to Bo and do the fucking. I know. Like, we can't go anywhere else. We're like, oh, when you set the standard, it's like, like fuck, shit. Dude, the bar just been set. Yeah. yeah we man. can't go anywhere else. <clears throat> but I'm actually totally okay with that because, dude, like, the Airbnb we stayed in was fucking insane. I mean, it wasn't like it was just like a big camper trailer in like the mountains, but it was still really cool. No, yeah, it's just like when you set that bar, you can't go backwards. Yeah, because like, because like, there's there's other people in the scene who who like track and record and you know engineer, but and for much cheaper prices, obviously, and you want to get as much music as as fast as you can, but right. you don't want to sacrifice that quality because like if we release something after this. That's not Jordan, essentially. It's just like, uh, what are you guys doing? This is all over the place. Like, you guys fucking decide on one sound. Eat, like, relax. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Right. And that's kind of the problem I think a lot of bands have is they'll do, like, you know, that first record, just kind of finding out, like, your sound and who you are and what you're going to do. And I think the sophomore record, you kind of, like, get in into your groove a little bit more. Yeah, hopefully we can do a... We can we can compile these songs into an album um, at some point. That's kind of the goal. So yeah, as as we, we talked about Spirit Box earlier, that's kind of the plan. It's like yeah, singles, single here and there to like make us still. I guess I don't like. It's weird saying like relevant, but like to like let people know that like we're working on stuff. We still have things coming out that are new. Sure. And, and honestly, I think like so the, the thing that we talked about, and we can probably go at length about this, but like. A lot of things are coming back from the past. So, like, there was an emo revival for a while. And there's, like, kind of a new metal thing happening now-ish. Uh, maybe more slam. But, like, I think... I'm hoping our band, we can, like, kind of jump into that, like... I guess, like, Deftones-y, like, ambient new metal revival whenever it comes. Because, like... Chevelle. Yeah, because, like... Because, like, Contortionist is already doing that shit. Like, they used to be super heavy, and now they're fucking kind of lighter... And almost like our writing style is like mirroring theirs in a certain way. Like they're obviously sure. fucking amazing and like way more experienced. But like everything that we do and what we think about when we watch interviews with them or like anything like that, it's like we're like on the same level. So it seems like I'm hoping like ambient new metal will come back and we can like ride that ra- wave, you know? Well, it's just fun to experiment with that realm because like you play super heavy music for so long and then you start to experiment with more complicated parts and you're like, wait part of uh like expressing this comes with like playing more subdued and less heavy stuff you know and then using how heavy we can get as more of a creative tool than right than just being heavy all the time yeah yeah no because because that's the th- and it's funny because like th- we have this like little running joke between me and ted it's like i write a lot of the instrumentals on my own like demo style and I'm like, you're not gonna fucking sing over this. You're gonna, you're gonna have to scream over this shit. There's no way you're gonna sing over this. And I literally wrote a fucking deathcore song that we play live currently called Untethered. <laughs> and he fucking somehow, I don't, I don't have no idea. He sings the whole time. I'm like, God damn it! Like you fucking. Why not? You know. He fucking like every. <laughs> so, so it's like a bet. It's like I send Ted like a heavy riff that's like atonal, garbage, angry, hateful riff. And he fucking sings over it. I'm like, ah, how did you do that? How did you find melody in that, you fucking psychopath? You know? <laughs> that's crazy. But, like, the, the, that's our running thing now. It's like, the heavier I write, the lighter Ted goes. And I'm like, I think this is, this is, uh, this is an interesting way to write. Yeah, so how do you guys write this stuff? 
So who like do you guys have like a like because a lot of bands will have like a main contributor, like a main writer. Do you guys? Well, have that? we're all kind of in it. Usually, um, Armin will make some sort of demo, and then I'll take it and do some vocals over it and arrange it so it's like a verse chorus or you know like more structure yeah and then from there we bring it to macklin and demo and they'll have their like oh i'll do this i'll do that rewrite parts yeah like we all touch it at some point you know we like we like it that way honestly like like left swipe was an interesting situation because that was like when macklin joined the band around the time you know we were writing left swipe so we had kind of a structure going, and then, like, I came in to practice with, like, a brand new riff, and we, like, worked on it, and then Macklin kind of changed the structure of the song. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, this guy can write. So ever since then, every time I do a demo, and then, I get, and then it gets passed to Ted, and then the band works on it, it gets changed so much that it becomes, like, a part of all of us. So, like, essentially, sure. essentially we're all writing, and I think that's why we've lasted this long, because it's always a little bit... Uh, we're all contributing. Yeah, because we, we came from a from a uh, a band that other band released the crack, and where it was just like one guy controlling everything, and and I guess that is the fucking worst. Yeah, some yeah. people can do it. I can't. Like, I yeah. can't be in a band where it's like one. Like, I don't know. Like, I I guess <clears throat> I guess I should rephrase. I can't. I couldn't be in a band where it was one guy writing if I wanted to be heavily involved in the band. I get like, you know, if it's something like. You know, El Famous is like the like a good example. Like I know Kevin does all that stuff, but like you guys also all have like your own other side projects. Yeah, so you know, and, like, and that's a perfect example. Like if El Famous was my only band, I would be a little bit like uh, like I would probably want to contribute more. But like Kevin writes so specifically and like so perfectly for himself that I don't think I can really contribute that much right. to his like you know tonality and all that stuff. So like I have I have tons and for myself. And I actually wrote two leads on some uh, El Famous songs in the past. And I'm like, fuck yeah, it's on the album. It's cool. But I actually, like, prefer um, having almost, like, El Famous is, like, I want to be, like, your guitar player. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to step on your toes. If I have ideas, I'll let you know. But you're fucking, you got this. Yeah. You got 25 years. Well, the essence, right. the it. essence right. of that project is not us. It's Kevin, you know. And we're just. And he's such a good writer. Because he it's knows crazy. how we play. And he, we're more of the live part of that band yeah, than anything. Yeah. Like, even, like, I sing on a chorus and I kind of made it my own thing. But he gave me that part. He's like, well, I know this is how you sing. So he used me as an instrument. But, like. That's still his band. When it comes to us, like the way Tonzin functions is like we're an equal kind of four way thing when it comes to writing. Right. So it's it's fun. It's good to have both. You know, especially like you said, like you, it's hard for you to be in a band if you can't have that. If you can have that, and you're okay with not having that involvement, then you're okay with it. But yeah, exactly. If you, if you need it, you you have to have it. Like I guess, like if like that were like my main, like if I was like trying to make that my main thing, like I'd want like a say in something. Yeah. So you know. And I, I've been in that band where, like, I wanted to have a say in something and, like, actually, you know, feel like I was contributing and not just, you know, the guy, you know, just there as an instrument. Um, yeah, because like, it's just, like, a weird vibe. If you're just an instrument, I don't know. It's just, like, as I said, like, if if, if I was only in a band where I was not writing, I would be like, oh, why am I doing this? This is right. weird. Like, I want to I wanna experiment. Right. I want to get weird with it. You know what I mean? But... There's some. There's plenty of bands that are all that. It's like one one guy writes everything, and everyone's stoked. Everyone's touring. Everyone's making money. Cool. But at the same time, like I would, I would want to be a part of something at least. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's one of those things. Alexa. There it is. Change the lights to red. 
Seeing red again. Roxanne, you don't have to put on a red light. Here we go. This is is dark. Roxanne. This is like, the candles are on. This is like that room that you have when you uh, have sex. photos. (laughs) (laughs) The dark room. The dark room, yeah. Yeah, I got one of these lights by my bed, and you know this red light comes on when shit goes down. Absolutely. Do you, do, you, <laughs> uh, do you ask your light bulb to change color though, or do you just? Have I have it? a remote. Yeah. So it's, it's more can, subtle. Sometimes, <laughs> if if Josh were here, he is, he's got it on his phone to where he can like make the lights do like like that one purple and that one green, like we did the Joker lights for. Ah, uh, of course. Forever. I haven't seen the movie yet. Fuck. That it's amazing. Is good. I want to see it so the bad. Joker movie is fantastic. I was so happy with. A that. lot of people gave it shit. I'm like, fuck you. All those people that gave it shit don't know the Joker. To me, that. That is what the Joker is. I don't want to go. To you said you saw it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's fantastic. They, they haven't seen it, but like, no spoilers. I've, I've worked at a comic book store for a long time. Yeah, so it's like I appreciate all the other Jokers that have been on screen. You know, Heath Ledger, I appreciate for what like he did, but like none of those are the Joker. This, this is the Joker. Like a bad shit, out of control. That's the whole point. It's like the whole purpose is like you're supposed to be uncomfortable by him. A lot you don't of those scenes were really intense. Oh man, so much. I mean, again, I don't want to like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. want to go in depth. I don't want to ruin anything. That camera's still going. It's man. good. It is, oh yeah, uh, we, it's we got, got one us. Left. <laughs> we started. <laughs> one with, left. We started with three. Now we're at a wide angle. That's all fucked up lens. You can't see shit. It's all good. It's okay. That's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um. Do you guys have any like other weekend runs coming up? When's the last time you guys did that? Oh, we do have a weekender coming up. Yeah, we have one with uh, Archers and Dead Awake, um, December six, seven, and eight. So six is at uh, fucking Madison. Just go on the Facebook. Seven was supposed to be at Cronies, but because of that bullshit, uh, we're trying to find a venue. Oh, you didn't put it. We don't have it in the calendar. Yeah, we should. It is. So we have we have Chicago, Rockford, and Madison for this weekender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like yeah. So but that Sunday is at uh, one o five. In Naperville, that's actually an amazing venue. You guys should play there. It's it's a it's not. They claim it's a seventy cap room. That's a fucking ten cap room. Like you fucking, oh, it's awful. nuts, well, man. You can say twenty. It's so small. Really? It's yeah. so good. It's, it's uncomfortable. Oh my god, it's so good. And the, and the sound yeah. is really good because like you get literally like one person in there if you can. You know what I mean? But uh, it's fucking. It sounds amazing, dude. It's like every time we talk about, if you can get half a person in that you room, get half a person, half there. a person. It's yeah. a tight room, but it was cool, man. We played there with frequencies like recently. Half a person, no legs or only legs. Yeah, we 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 had like a packed house there when we played with frequencies and Qualia and uh, Sam Sarah and Sam Sarah for that. I like, forget those boys, man. Those guys were awesome. Yeah, and like that was it was nuts, man. It was really packed for most of the night. Um, people like kind of filtered in and out, but you know Naperville. Interesting neighborhood. I didn't know it was that uppity. I didn't know it was that rich. Oh, Naperville? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, Naperville is like... I had no idea. The Yeah, it's... Yeah. They said... They said no to marijuana sales. Yeah. Hard pass. All right, I'm not taking this red anymore. Alexa. Ooh, I was thinking the same thing. I was. That's good. I'm on my way It's kind of like that blue... All right, well, it, it is a robot. What is green to a robot? Change the lights to green. Well, well, so I, I, it's, it's not announced yet, but we're actually opening for Lee McKinney and uh, Felix Martin, who plays a 12-string guitar. That's why I saw that you were going to that. <laughs> the 12 yeah. or 11? Uh, it's a lot of strings. I don't know. 
That's but a lot. It's like two Felix Marks taped together. Yeah, that. It's the 24th, yeah. but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I was going to ask you guys, you know, privately, but like, do you want to do an instrumental set? I don't, I don't know. Probably not, right? Like, it's no. stupid. Because it's an instrumental bill, but it's just like, what are we doing? Like, we're playing yeah, with only can, instrumental can bands. Can you do all your vocals on a synthesizer? Oh, that'd be sick. I'll do it through a vocoder. That might be fun. Ooh, mm. true. We just got approved for that, too. I was fucking stoked. I'm like, Dude, this is yo, weird. be the second guitar. No, he's... <laughs> yes. Yeah, this could be the night. This night, he's going to have synthetic blood, dude. Ah! Yes. But yeah, besides, yeah, and then, of course, next year, in fucking the end of May, we got uh, Monuments. That's like a dream. That's going to be cool. That's a, that's a dream we, for us. Yeah, they're supposed to play sooner, but uh, they got their visas denied. Yeah, their visas got denied. denied. Yeah, of course. Don't and, be and, sorry. And, and, dude, like, that show being at Cobra Lounge is like a fucking... Goddamn, like safety issue. Like that's a 200 cap room. They're gonna fucking sell it out six times over. I don't know, like what's we're gonna trying, happen. We're trying to figure out where to like do our EP release show for this. For and like, so we did it in Wire last time. Do it at B Kitchen, dude. We want that's so like we want to do it like a narrow petite venue. Do it at B Kitchen, like easy. Just sell it out. Just put like some of the best bands on there. Mm-hmm. We're down. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you have us. <laughs> I told uh, I, I told fuck yeah, dude. I told uh, I told Bo. I was like, hey. Can Zayosin come to Chicago and we'll open the show and that'll be our release? Mm. Ooh. I would cream my pants. You would die. Maybe a, that would be a House of Blues show for sure. I mean, if, if you want to get ballsy, fucking do downstairs sub T, but that's a 100 cap room. That'd be t- probably too small for you guys, but. I think I like a 200 cap, like, like B Kitchen. Actually, it is. No, but B Kitchen is good, man. Like, if they're. They're they're good, man. Like they're, they're they'll fucking set you up. Good sound. Like you'll you'll kill it there for sure. And we've never played a Beakish before. I've always wanted to play there. Really? Never what? played. Really? Everybody no. always says that they're like they're like you guys have never played. We've never played Beakish. What? what? Everyone's played there. Fuck. I know. It oh, sucks. You'll love it. Oh, it's the best venue. It's my the favorite shows venue. we're doing in December. I tried to get a Beak Kitchen, and then Dave. Uh, I was I worked with Dave a lot. Dave was like, we don't have any of those open on those days. They're they're booked hard. They are booked hard. Hard, yeah. And uh, he was like, he was like, well, we can do a Sunday and upstairs. And I was like, all right, fuck it, let's, let's lock it in, David. That's ballsy. Fuck yeah, it's good. It is ballsy. We're doing another Sunday show, January twenty sixth, which actually that one's gonna be cool. Well, that one is going to be fucking nothing, dude. You guys are doing downstairs with a virtue, right? So that's that's easy. That's no problem. Us a virtue in search of solace, a band that just got signed. Um, so and then um uh speaking with ghosts and that's a done deal man. capital vices that's a hard done deal there you are. <laughs> yeah so there it is so we're gonna do that have you ever played downstairs oh yeah dude we sold it out with speaking with ghosts Matefield and still world oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah same that yeah. show was wackadoo man yeah. that place fucking blew up that was such a sick show oh that, so that that's where i booked mostly yeah and that's where we all that's where we had all like we had our halloween shows fucking packed wall to wall fucking nuts, wild man. in there dude I, I like i like the vibe i love the vibe i mean like the the sound there is fucking really good too um definitely depending on who's running sound but if it's usually this one guy i forget his name but he fucking kills it man he's just like all kick drum fuck you <laughs> you know what i mean it's so good he's <laughs> like give a fuck dude that's a fun room. The stage is like just tall enough. I feel like yeah, it's like so fun to play. I I, I booked Rhino there once, and uh, I didn't. So that that was the first time I actually like saw them live, yep. and they all their fans are essentially like blonde white chicks, blonde white chicks, and like tall, like beautiful guys that only hang out at like you know Wrigleyville, like super. Yeah. 
So like they when they were moshing, I'm like, you guys are freaking me out. Like they were punching the ceiling because they're just like too tall and like fucking Ar- Aryan. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just fucking Aryan perfect. metal. And like and during Hitler's wet dream. Yeah, man. Everyone's <laughs> jumping, all these fucking massive men, and then uh, eventually, unfortunately, unfortunately, Deontay got knocked the fuck out, dude. Like he, got, oh, he like he no. no one punched him. He's but, the nicest. Oh, he he went on the floor. He was out. He was done. I'm like, shit, that's fucking super metal, but who they know he didn't get punched. He just like because they did. I think they did a thing where they sat down like the Slipknot thing. Oh yeah, and like everyone jumped, and I think he got clocked by someone, and oh, he was fucking no. out of commission hard. Yeah, man, I missed downstairs sub two. We haven't played there in a minute. I'm I'm th- what I'm mad about the most is we didn't do a Halloween show this year. We kind of fucked up. We kind of missed the boat on that one. We should have done it, but like I, I honestly did ask. Uh, John from Kickstand, like what they have available. He's like, I, I ain't got shit. I'm like, fuck. Because if we did downstairs and did like covers and stuff again, like that would have been good. Maybe next year we could do that. Yeah, I don't know. Did we even, did we do anything for Halloween last year? That that wasn't the Contra thing, right? With uh, that one band, no, right? That was two years that ago. Was two years ago. Two years ago. I think we last year we system. didn't do anything. Really? I think last year we played a big show. That's why. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, last year we did um. We did uh, Ginger last year, dude. Yeah, Ginger yeah, was around yeah. this time. That's right. Yeah. That's why we didn't do anything else. Yeah, with uh, uh, Ravens Black and how am I forgetting the other name? The fuck Devil Driver. Devil Driver. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that's why we didn't do anything. I mean, else. we could still technically do even a show like in a week if we can find like a small venue to play at. That's yeah, true, but you know, it'd be fun. The smallest venue is like the 105, but like. They need like a very prior notice usually. What was that show that we? What What was the venue called that we played? Uh, or system set at? The place is gone. I know, but what was it called? Town, township. Township. Yeah. Township. They lost their liquor license. They got shut down. There's nothing cool, there. Man. There's nothing there still. No, there's there's nothing there. It's gone, yeah. No, they didn't make anything still. They have nothing. They lost the license. They have to get I a mean, new license. That place did. I get it. But like, what is that venue or place now? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. I drove by there a few weeks ago. It's dead. It's still dead. What venue is this? Uh, township. You ever been to Township before? Oh, dude, we played that with you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the, we sold it out, they, and then they, like they, two they, weeks later, they lost their their they, they lost their license. Yeah, we were just talking about that. I hope that wasn't because of us. That wasn't because of us, was it? I. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Oh. I asked Kevin about that. And no, he was they like, definitely have so. like tons of their own problems. That was a good fucking show, man. That was a great show. You got anything left in there? You gonna find out? You have some of this, man. I'm I'm done with this. This is like it's kind of you almost get, half. You get diabetes. Should they we drink everything in the house? Can, can I have a drink of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this has been a good pot. This is almost three hours. This is without a doubt. My longest podcast. Is your longest really? one? Oh, it's got to be. Oh, man, we're holding back, is it, is it your most fun no, one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I, some of these have been getting, like, the, the better I do. Like, uh, the guardrail the guardrail one was really, really fun. That was a fun one. Those guys are so fun, though. Uh, yeah, I love they're, them. They're a lot of fun to hang out with. Did, did, did you? Re- that was a recent one, right? Yeah. Uh, that was a couple of months ago, I think. So, wait, what, what number was the last podcast? So I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. Thirteen. This is fourteen. This is fourteen. And then what was what's Fools Brew? Thirteen point five. I just wanted to do thirteen point five because it's edgy. Oh, okay. So I just do, wanted to make sure because he said like, oh yeah, our last podcast was fine. And uh, you know, actually, 13, I was like, wait a minute, uh, your guys this is going to be the first set to actually get on like the like the um, Apple like iTunes stuff. So I'm going to transition over from SoundCloud over there because like SoundCloud gets like 
75 to 100, like 20 plays, like a thing. But um, I want more. So, well, do you realize you have to do for your 15 or 16th one, you have to do Low Country because that's their number 15, 16. Yeah, you have true. to do it. Oh, for, oh, that, for is their, that is their 15, thing. 15, 16. They, they have a very strange meme that you should ask them about, but it's like. They have a good story behind. Fuck! It. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing Brent on this like the 9th of November. Is that it, 15 or 16? That's, that'd, that'd be 15. That'd be 15. Yeah. Then 16 is Low Country, dude. Okay. <laughs> Hit them up right you, now. Even if it's on Skype, dude, you gotta just do it, man. Don't don't, don't have to do that. Though. Don't disrespect them like that, dude. You know. <laughs> no, I could give them a yeah, because they're not gonna want to drive all the fucking way here. No, they probably would. They would, yeah. Dude, Think so? dude, dude, have you, fr- have you dude Frank practices with us in the city, dude. He's fucking dying every time he comes in. It's hey, you tell him, like, hey, just come out, hang out for a day. I'll, I'll make you wings. They'll yeah. be like, okay, we're coming. Frank drives an hour to go to El Famous practice. I'm like, that should be a thing. I'll make wings. Fuck that, dude. I don't know. Do you guys know that Frank's in a, a new band? Yeah, Vandalheart, Michigan. They're playing a show like uh, yesterday. <laughs> Where? Michigan, right? Michigan, yeah. So how do you th- how long do you think that drive is? Fuck you. He plays in like Flint, Michigan, or something like that. I don't know. Flint, Michigan, that band too. Yes, he is. Do, do you do you think their um, the water situation is still fucked in Flint? Ooh, like, how do they drink? It is. They Elon Musk just water. donated. Water, like all the water, yeah. Right? Like it was, it was like some couple million. He, spent he like donated like twenty gallons of water. You can, can you imagine asking water? the venue for like water bottles? And they're like, no. In all we have- Michigan. <laughs> no, no, they're just, no, no. no, they look at you. They're like, all we have is tap. Oh, I would die. Rest in peace. Rip. Hard rip. Hard rip what, indeed. But like, what if you're pooping and then you know how, you know how every once in a while you goes like you got that like dunker. Where the, the <laughs> splash comes back up, dunker, dunker, yeah, dude. Like, what do you, like, what do you want with the splash back? Dunk, <laughs> boom! It hits the water so hard to get that splash back, and a little bit touches where it came from. That's no fun. Splash that's, the, that's the fourth ring of hell. That's disgusting. <laughs> and you're just sitting there. You're just like, well, should I go home? Do I get a shot? I don't know. Life keeps going. Funny tour story. <laughs> One time, this was. Uh, I think we were in California. We were definitely in California. And I went to go to the bathroom and the toilet, uh, the handicap stall was like, I got in there and it was full to the brim with like poopy toilet paper. Oh. And but there at, <laughs> as I as I closed lock the door, I realized there's a line formulating outside the bathroom. So now you're stuck. And there's a yeah, I'm yeah, I'm like, this is gonna look like I did this. And the longer I'm in here, oh, the fuck. worse it is. I just start like getting in my own head and doing that. So much time goes by. Chris is the next, my vocalist Chris is the next person in line. Oh, he's definitely going to call you out. So, but there's a line forming behind him. So I'm like, just grab Chris and walk out of the bathroom. Cause this, the guy next to me was just in there, he wasn't coming out. He knew he wasn't coming He out. lived there. Yeah. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> yeah. And that was the only other stall. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, I can't flush. I tried to flush it. It got worse. So. Uh, Rookie mistake right there. I come out of, of the handicap stall. And uh, I grab Chris. I just kind of put my hand lightly on Chris's chest. And I go, please come with me. And he's like, what? And I'm like walking away. I'm like, come here. And he's like, I can't. I don't. What are you talking? Like, and I'm like, Chris, don't. And he's just like, whatever, dude. And walks into the bathroom, closes the door. And I'm like, okay, man, I tried to save you. It's your problem now. So he comes out almost immediately. 
and we're like, let's get the fuck out of this Walmart. So we ran out of the oh, Walmart. Oh, this is this is not even a uh, venue. This is a Walmart. Walmart. Oh, yeah. I didn't, we didn't say it was a Walmart. Oh, this is a Walmart, dude. You gotta you gotta Damn. live in Walmart bathrooms when you. No, I, I get it. You made it seem like for a second that was a was a venue that you were at. So let's kind of just talk about um, to sort of round this out. What you guys got coming up? I mean, what you know, like, so you got that weekender. Are you you guys aren't? Uh, when are you putting out like full blown new music? Do you have a? Do you have like a? We don't have a date yet. Yeah, I, I think once we film the video, uh, we're gonna we'll have put, another single. We're gonna put that out single. Yeah, we're just gonna keep doing singles for a while. I think I think that's yeah. the move. Um, and then just fucking go from there. We have too much. We have too many songs. We have to go in the studio soon again and all that shit. So. A lot of things in the pipeline, but just not sure like how to release it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. Just sitting on everything. We're just we're literally the the toilet paper in that bathroom you just mentioned, just fucking festering. We don't we, just we, ruining, we can't flush ruining everyone. That's day. how that's dude. That's how I feel, man. Like, can't flush it, dude. It sucks when like you get something back and you're like, God, this is so good. I just want to release it, and then you sit on it for like eight months, and you're like, oh, now I want to just hear all new, brand new, not this anymore. Dude, fucking speaking with Ghost, they sat on their album for like a year. I'm like, yep. how the fuck did you do that, dude? Yep. And they didn't even play new shit for a while. We're we're assholes. We're we just we're honestly like at the point where we're gonna like start playing only new stuff that's not even recorded yet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what are we doing? We're just like a weird fucking band that no one could even like understand at this point. Relate to. Yeah. It's like what are these albums you guys? It was like a really good song. Which one is this on? Oh, none of them. Yeah, it'll be out Never. in two years. <laughs> Yeah. Get in line. We still have an album to release before that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yeah, no, that, that's where we are. Just fucking sitting on shit. It's fucking whack. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. But the next thing is going to be a music video, though. So we'll at least have a single coming out. How many yeah. videos? Are, how many songs are you guys releasing, and how many videos are you doing? Well, we keep going back and forth between whether to do an EP, but we really want to do a full, a full length album. Yeah. How many songs? Sky's the limit. We have we. I think we have like thirty fucking demos ready to go to record. You know what I mean? Like, we got too many songs. Ted did vocals on like God knows how many at this point. <laughs> it's fucking done. I forgot. Honestly, yeah, we're just, we're, <laughs> even practice is just awkward nowadays. We're like, what do we do? <laughs> like, what yeah. Do, like, should we just like try some new shit? Th- that, that's what we do on these weekenders. Usually, it's like we just try out new shit if it's ready enough. And it's like always fun, and then we just never stop playing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Because we we did that one with the Extinction Level event and FAP, and we played only new stuff. And we're like, oh, none of this shit's out yet, but we're still playing Fuck it. it. Fuck, just keep going. It's cool. Really we, we we do have one song that we always end on, and it it's officially called Untethered, and we, that is officially recorded, and that's gonna come out at some point. But that's the song that every time we finish our set. Specifically, even like Matt Lathan, he's like, "When's that shit coming out, motherfucker?" I'm like, uh, "Soon, I don't know." Like <laughs> someday, I have, I have the MP3. I'll send it to you, but I, that's all we got. Like I don't know, because it's done, it's mastered, it's finished. Like all, it's, it sucks sitting on all this shit. You know oh, I mean? dude, it's the worst. Really quick, do you guys hear like the? Yeah, that's a party. That's, that's mariachi party music. That's the mariachi party. It's a quinceanera. I literally thought I was losing my mind. Okay, yeah. But dudes, it's been like three hours. Wow, this has been a this has been a very good episode. This is a ride, dude. You can use like fifteen minutes of this. Honestly. Meaty, <laughs> like it's a meaty one. Yeah, this is a honestly, meaty one. fifteen. 
maybe 20. Maybe hey, 20, a hard 20. Hey, hey, Joe, can you cut out the last three hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of that's Take usable. a break. We'll come back. After we said hello. This one's going to probably take him a minute to sit through. I mean, it's shit. It's three, to f- three fucking hours long. All right, we're almost there. Five more minutes. We can, we can talk about. We can talk for five minutes. Oh, five minutes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can go five minutes. All right, Joe. See, after editing, it's going to come down to like... No, it, it'll probably honestly come down to probably like two hours and I'm calling it two hours and 20 minutes. So we should right. talk Whoa. for another 40 minutes then. <laughs> <laughs> About completely PC stuff. Just completely like, you know, I don't know. I got nothing. We anyway, got two this, cameras that are dead. Yeah, we, we got, got one a camera that doesn't really live. work. It's still on. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, Old I, faithful. What, what, what could we talk about? What else? Can we talk about how long? Wait, your gear. Yeah, I always, God. yeah. Oh I'm my God. I, I do this here. with every single, and anytime I got a band on here, like, like uh, I always ask anybody, like, nerd out about gear. Oh, but that's going to be like. Get a Kemper. Like 40 months. You need to get a Kemper. Your whole band needs a Kemper. So, I mean, we're, we're, it's like we're working on it, but like, you know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of uh, money. That is the next step. It is, it is a good If you open though, a new Chase good. credit card, let me know. We can get a referral situation going. Because that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I paid for it, straight up. For I, real? I, I went to the bank after I got a horrible tax return, and I was really pissed off. And I went to the bank. I'm like, I need a credit card immediately with no interest rate for 15 months. They're like, oh, we got this Chase Unlimited Freedom bullshit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I need like a lot. He's like, yeah, we'll give you way more than you need, <laughs> you know? And fucking I did it. Still not paid off, but uh, it will never be paid off. <laughs> but yeah, dude, they're like three grand. Kempers are awesome. Kemper, and he just got a dark glass bass I head. I there's a my favorite bass head which I own. It's a like a Fender like 300 watt tube head. It's like 80 pounds. It's like back breaking. Every time I went to go move it, my entire band was nowhere to be found to help me. Dude, Austin's yeah. got an eight by ten. No, no, this 80 pound head. Just my head. His oh head. my god! That's my amp. I, amp. I love the tone of it so much, but I, I'm like, oh, we have to lighten up. We have to make it easy. So I, I finally just got a, I got a dark glass. Yeah, dark glass is like the pinnacle. Of Dude, I told this story. I, I've actually told this story a couple times. So Austin, when dark glass came out with their pedal, he bought it like right away, and like when he bought it, which one? It was the very first one. Microtubes. And then like a week the later, they came out with another one that had like all these new features. And yep. he was like, what the fuck, dude? No, no I went through the same thing. I've, I've had almost every one of their, uh, uh, like the B3K, B7K, B7K Ultra, and then mm-hmm. they had the Ultra 2. Hold it right up here. But, but uh, now Ultra, like, yeah, there yeah, you go. All, all of them. So, you know, all four pedals that they had. So like, because like, and then, you know, well, well, one of them I skipped on because I'm like, I know they're going to come out with something better mm-hmm. soon. Because these guys are always coming out with something. Absolutely love the way it sounds. Like, if I had to get rid of everything, like, you can only have one pedal for your setup. It, it, that's obviously the one I would go with. Yeah. That's what Austin actually said. He was like, if I could only just have this one pedal, that'd be fucking perfect. And honestly, like, our, like, new live rig bullshit situation, like, with the ears and stuff, started almost with, like, I got a Kemper, and then the band bought the X32 Behringer, and then Demo got the, you know, dark glass, you know, like a month ago. So we're like fully like ready to just go to give to give like a venue just all DI. All DI. Because like the dark Full glass DI. like head, like, I mean, it's a big deal for heads. I mean, I don't know, you know, if you play bass and stuff like that, you know, usually you have to have your head plugged into cabs. You Dude. can't you can't run a head 
uh, just off of DI. Speaking with Ghost, did that at Feels Fest? They went. That was their first time. They went straight DI. I was talking to Tyler about it in detail. He was panicking because he just got the wiring the night before your show. Yeah, the he was telling before. me about it. He was like, "Dude, I don't know if it's gonna work." And I'm like, "Well, like our cabs are already up there. You can use them if you need to." But uh, no, it was fine. I think that Craig was having a problem because his uh, his in ear actual phones were falling out. Yep, and. Um, you know, so like it's a tricky situation to master, and like I, your first show is not going to be, you know, it's it's probably going to be far less than perfect, but like you know, it's just but once all, you got it, you're like it's done. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like, a yeah, it's a learning experience for sure. Like you have to just you know, because you guys probably know, like you know, you get a new piece of equipment, sounds great when you're rehearsing with it and everything like that, but then for some reason you go to a gig and then you practice when then like then it, that's when it chooses. Yeah, the to room, well, the room sound, is different. Sound it totally sounds quieter. Yeah, exactly. The tone's like, not right. You're yeah. just like. Like, no, dude, it sounded way, like, it sounded perfect in our practice space. What's wrong now? Yeah. But, like, having a Kemper helps with that, like, immensely. It's just because no matter what, that's the tone you're going to get. Yeah, and you can like put headphones on, it. and that's what's yeah. going to come out of your PA. Right. And this thing that we use for the ears, because me and Demo are, are going to get ears in December. We're just waiting for, like, our sure thing, because we, we get, like, a discount every year. Well, that's fucking tits. And, um, but, like, this, 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 you know, in-ear system that we're using, it's also an interface. So essentially, what we did last oh, we do it too. Yeah, from so last week we actually plugged in everybody. At, not not even extra cables are required, and we can now finally record full band shit like whatever we feel like it. Just press a button and it's done. <laughs> Recorded. Perfect. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah, and so, have individualized in ear mixes. Yeah, so everything is simultaneously. Like, not, and it wasn't that expensive. Like we got the Behringer shit from Jordan, so it was used. But he kind of already set it up. Yeah. So like we just kind of used his, you know, settings and these tweaked things, and it's been fucking, it's been a dream for for him and uh, Macklin because they're on ears, so he's on a click always. We actually had a really funny fuck up at a home bar uh, for Bottle Kids because Macklin he doesn't understand when Ted is not on ears and when he's when he is on ears. <laughs> so there's like a fucking part where it's just like dead silent, and usually like Ted, you know, says a line and then the rest of the song yeah. kicks in. And fucking, he didn't count him off because Ted didn't use. I literally w- put my hand behind me. I went towards Macklin and, and I gave him like the, like click on my hands like this so he could hear me. But I was like, he's not looking this motherfucker. So I'm like just ghosting it, and I didn't make the mark perfectly. But yeah, it was so funny. I'm like, so like that's the only hurdle we have. So not yeah. so so technically we can we can play like raw. We can play with tracks. We can play you know all this different. We have like eight different styles we can play essentially, but like keeping that like. Uh, known to like the whole band, specifically Macklin, because he's not very uh, te- technologically inclined. Right. You know what I mean? We have right. to like remind him, like, hey, Ted cannot hear the click tonight. Give us the fucking symbol. You know what I mean? Give us something. You know what right. I mean? But you know, and that's another hurdle you guys will find when you guys have it. Because like, oh yeah, dude, we're. I mean, like we have. You know, it's it's not like a Kemper in ear system, but it, um, Austin got an in ear system pretty cheap, and so we're you know we're using. So he bought it straight up, so we're using that. Um, and it's working so far. Like it's crazy. Like you just tighten up so much. Now, like we have a new drummer. That's it's just got him even more tighter. It's got all of us even more tighter. And like you just you hear like that first time you like play with the click. You, like you're like, oh shit, I was playing that a little fast. Yeah. You know, or like or like you just hear like your flaws. So I recommend it, man. Eventually, that 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 should. I mean, I, I was against digital for the longest, but. Honestly, like, if I could show up to a venue without a cab, it's way better for me. Like, our, our first show that I went fully DI with no cab because no one at the, at the show we were playing at the Forge wanted to let me use their shit, 
because uh, we're that because we're, we're also that band. We show up to shows and I'm like, can I borrow all of your cabs? And they're just like, <laughs> no problem, buddy. It's all good. Uh, but this one, they were just like, nope. So I went di, and I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. I hear everything. Like I don't need a cab. That's fucking Fuck sick. Cabs. Well, that's good that you were able to do that like on the fly because like yeah. Not- Oh yeah. Well, some some venues you'll find like if you play some like bars and shit, they'll be like, "Oh, you have like a direct like, what is a D- what is a DUI DUI? You have a DUI?" I'm like, "Fuck you, man!" Like, guitar sound, fucking press play. Let's go, man. Like, <laughs> well, fuck yeah, dude. I appreciate you guys coming out. Now we're definitely over the three hours. Yeah, we hit it. We nailed it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate. Thanks, it, Connor. This this has been. Tucked in with blankies with Tanzan. Episode 20,000.